Hello, start this broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California. It's the Doctor Death Danger Radio Show. You've heard of you've heard of DDR? Well, we are DDDR. Extra extra D. That's for danger, not dick. Yeah, it's not D for penis. That's a good song. Ah, to clear my throat. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Doctor That Danger Radio Show with your boys. James and Edward. Li- uh, hi, I'm Edward. Live in the studio. Thank God. How yeah. does it feel to be back in studio? Uh, well, fuck. I like it in studio. Over the I phone forgot, sucks, I forgot, I forgot and you don't have a good Skype setup. No. Well, Skype... If you invested in that, then you wouldn't bro, have Skype, to come in the studio. Bro, Skype sucks anyway. I mean, I've used Skype to, like, for other uh, project-related things over the years, and just... I don't care how much they update or improve it. Skype always sucks. Yeah, well, we're here back today, live and in person, <laughs> yeah, be chilling. Hey, what's up? What's up? Ah, crack open a cold one. Uh, yeah, man. What's um, I've uh, I've been chilling. I go back to work tomorrow, which is nice. Mm. Um, I was back at work this week and it sucked. Well, it was normal, but I'm just sitting there like, oh, God, why can't I just be hate? Why can't I just have money and then I can just dork around like all day and just sleep as much as I want? Yeah, it's like fuck. I gotta go to work. Yeah, I was uh And like, oh no, I'm freaking um since I was on my staycation, because usually when on my off days where if I really don't have to do anything that requires any demanding, I don't drink that much caffeine. Yeah, that's fair. I really don't drink much caffeine where I feel like I don't need to, but if I feel like I need to do something, I should be a little bit more on it. I'll drink some caffeine. So my staycation, I was able to wean off for like a whole week and then I go back to work and I like give myself a like what I would my usual consumption, and I was not ready for that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, my heart's a racing, and I'm sweating bullets." Oh God, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just the amount of caffeine. Like, well, I did like one. Like my first day is like, okay, I rest well. Like, well, first day, I didn't sleep too much because I was like busy all that Sunday, so only got five hours of sleep to start off my work week. But that's not an unusual occurrence. But I freaking assume like what would be my usual amount, not my usual, usual amount, but like a solid amount. And yeah, I was feeling that the next day I try to test the waters again. It's like, OK, maybe I'm normal. I get back to that. I still feels like, no, I think uh, I took a pretty good at the moment. Maybe I could, I could assume a little less. And then freaking I did a little and I did consume a little less. But yeah, no, I can tell you that freaking my body was ready for all my like my caffeine abuse. I was before my staycation. Yeah, what I've been up to is considerably less um, energy going. Um, I, yeah, you didn't uh, have to go to work. <clears throat> I uh, I came across a couple podcasts that um couple uh podcasts that um you know just finding new stuff and i was kind of intrigued and i was thinking like man i kind of wish we could somehow do this at some point they were these um 
<clears throat> there's a couple podcasts where they review video games, but they play it in chunks. And the whole gimmick is, is like, it's like a book club for video games. So it's basically like what we do for Rock of Love, but it's, um, or anything it's else video we game. do. Yeah. It's just, um, and I thought, man, that's kind of cool. And one of them, uh, the guy had like a sound. You have an interface. One of the guys had like I a microphone. Uh, you could set up a Twitch stream. There's uh, there's a one. Twitch stream. <laughs> There was one, uh, the guy had like a soundboard set up, so he, uh, or he, uh, that, and he had like an auxiliary cord in his thing, so that, uh, when he had in his notes, he would like play certain sound bits during the thing. And I was like, you know, and, and it wasn't in you post. You mean drops? Yeah, it wasn't in post. It was during the recording. I was like, you know, that video game idea is cool, I, I, but you don't have a console, but I, I like the idea of the drops. I always thought that'd be cool, It'd but be that nice requires extra. But requir- that gets a little annoying. Like you could set it up on your phone or have a device where it's a freaking. Yeah. You can like have it preset, but I'm not there, nor do I want to bother. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> drops get abused and they get really annoying. Yeah, yeah. See, like you could get that shit on repeat. You don't need drops. I can make the drops. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that burp was brutal. Sorry, I'm just drinking a freaking kombucha, yerba mate kombucha, and freaking, yeah, no, that that bubbly, the bubbly goodness is in my tummy, and freaking, I'm feeling my like meal I had before I came here. I for some reason thought you were gonna say keel balsa, and that made me keel balsa, and that made me think it's an HD. Oh no, I just had freaking some, uh, no, eh, some eh steak made by my Punisher roommates. Oh, they're nice. But they just made like some all right steak. See, it's I like, just had yeah, no. It's see, like, I just had Jocko's for my birthdays last week, which is a local steak oh, place here, dang. and that's like the best steak in Bruh, the universe. Oh yeah, I. you have. I found a life hack. You have to get the steak sandwich for dinner because they give you two breads. Life hack. Yeah, man. Was that a ribeye? Yeah. The twelve ounce uh, or the large whatever. Sorry, rib- I'm there for that fucking. 20 ounce. Yeah, well, the big one, whatever, whatever the big one is. And dude, <clears throat> I am, um, did I tell you the story of a couple months ago when I actually, um, when I had to eat that steak sandwich in my car? That sounds like a mess. Oh, it was great. So here's what happened. So, what did my you just mom wear bathe in steak juice? Yeah. Uh, so my mom was in the, your sloppy steak sex. My mom, my mom was out of surgery, and me and my dad were kind of hungry. So I was like, uh, you know, let's get some like, steaks. I was like, let's get some steaks. So Jocko's is right there. He's like, yeah, sure. So we go and. He gets there a little ahead of me, and he's like, hey, they said it's a 45-minute wait to sit down, which normally wouldn't care, but... That's pretty normal for Hyakos. Yeah, but uh, visiting hours were going to close in, like, two or three hours at that point, and Dad didn't want to, you know... So he he was like, well, can we get it to go? And they're like, yeah, it'll be 45 minutes for your food to get done. And we're like, okay, whatever. So, yeah, anyway, I I get the stuff, get in my car. I think my dad was under the impression I was going to go home and eat. And, you know, warm it up and stuff. It's about a 45-minute drive home. And you're like, no, 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 no. No, like, there's some things you'll take home you can warm up, that's fine. But not steak, because then you'll ruin it. You'll cook it more. So here's what happened. You're not supposed to do that. So here's what happened. That's bullshit. Here's how I ate the salad. What are you, some chump that eats steak well done? Who does that? Oh, God. I don't want to meet someone that unironically gets well done steak. That's good friend Dylan. What? Yeah. God. What a chunk. What a geek. But anyway, so first off, I started with the salad. They threw the salad in this little cup. 
and they they have they have to make that blue cheese in house because it's incredible. I took the blue Blanca cheese. Better. I took the blue cheese, threw it in the cup, and I shook that shit like I was making a dry martini. And then I, the steakhouse forgot to give me utensils. Yeah, they forgot yeah. to give me a knife and fork. Well, it's kind of hard. And to- they gave me like four napkins. I'm like, this is nothing. <laughs> They're a pretty busy spot. Yeah. It's hard to remember everything. So I had to shoot. I had to put the cup to my to my gob, and I just had to knock it back right in there. That was the easy part. Then I got to the baked potato. Your baked potato. So they had uh, they had the butter in a container, and they just had the potato by itself. They didn't like cut it up, and you know. So first, I took a bite out of the potato, which is great because they like salt and pepper and season the outside. It's great. And I just started dipping that into the butter. And again, that was pretty easy. Now Mm. came the steak. So they had the two garlic breads. And I'm like, fuck, I'm fucked. How the fuck am I going to eat this? But then I remembered something, James. It is called a steak sandwich. And how do you eat sandwiches? Unless you're one of those weirdos that eats eats sandwiches, knife and fork. You pick it up with your hands. And you eat it. I grabbed that greasy, nasty, buttery some bitch, and I ate that shit with my hands, and just took bites out of it. You're just. I felt away. like I felt like such a man. I thought I was gonna get a heart attack on my way home. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm at the we're at my break, uh, d- uh, birthday dinner, and I start eating the sandwich like that. And my brothers are there, and they're just like, hey, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm eating my sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's good times. For sure, dude. Freaking grubbing on with their feisty hands. Um, bro, I'm going to tell you something. Oh, I have a quick munching story. Sure. So, yesterday, oh, no. I was chilling. WWE had a video of Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre watching their triple oh, thre- no. their triple threat match with AJ that. Styles. Yeah, yeah. And they were watching it together while eating Wingstop. I'm like, okay, okay, I'd be down for some Matt Riddle commentary. And he's just going like, bro, dude, you you hit hard, bro. Like, you really feel it, bro. But he's just sitting there and it's like, yeah, dude, this thigh stop is dank. And I realized, wait, Wingstop sells thighs now? Yeah, apparently. I was so down because we because then like later that evening I was jamming some pr- practice with my DB punk band and after it was like oh we hungry want to grab grub and stuff and it's like I don't know what we would be open late and it's like is wing stops open late because I remember one time trying to go there at a later time and they were closing on us it's like what this bullshit you literally say you're open till fucking midnight fuck you why are you closing on me what time was it oh dude it was like maybe like past nine. Like it was like nine to ten. It's like they were close. What, f- what the hell? It was either a weekday, but I wasn't sure. But this was like in the middle of the pandemic. But um, friggin', I go in there, and I'm like looking on their big menu and stuff. And I like looked online too, and there was no way to order thighs. And then once I went in there, I like see like you know the oh excuse me, on the big menu, I was like looking for thighs. And it's like no, just wings. So I. Do my order, but then I look at this little sub menu on the side, and I look at this, and I was like, I literally was just like, to, also to the register lady too. I'm like, God damn it! I came here for the thighs. Why did I 
this? And it's like, oh yeah, no, we just started doing that. I would literally watch a shitty WWE video earlier today. I came here for to get thighs, but I didn't see it on the big menu. So I was like, oh, I guess there's no thighs. But then I saw it there. I was like, no, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, like wings are delicious, but thighs, man. Yeah, man. Yo, thighs with wing rub. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I shit. got cucked on that fucking <laughs> bitch. I was so mad, but I'm prepared next time when I oh, go yeah. in. I know I'm getting me some fucking thighs. How many are you getting? Uh, I think the bo they're large. It's like a five piece of thighs, but it's thighs though. This ain't fucking chicken wing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm like, you're gonna eat five of those. Oh, fuck it. What, you doubting me, bro? <laughs> I'm gonna fucking munch on them fucking thighs. <laughs> Last thing, wing stop. I was like, I thought it was just some goofy wing chain, but was, then I realized, wait, wait, oh. No, they put like real effort into yeah, their food. Yeah, they fry their wings that, like to order. Yeah. They don't just like have it on hand like a fucking Buffle Bro, where it's like already pre made and they just throw sauce See, I'm like out. the only one in this group of friends that like loves Buffle Bro. No, I love Buffle Bro too. That's like a chilling spot. No, you're a liar. Well, I like the spot and hanging with friends. I don't like That's getting true. like. I don't. I wouldn't just get food there. Who was I talking to? I was talking to someone about Buffalo, and they were just. I was talking to someone about Buffalo, and they're just like, you know what? They're pretty fairly priced on everything except their wings. Their wings. It's like ten dollars for ten for their. Their small is like ten dollars for ten wings, and it's just like fuck. It's bullshit. Yeah, I know, but bullshit. I didn't see the teeny little like eight by eight, eight and a half by eleven piece of paper that had their fucking thigh menu. Ah, I was so there for thigh stop. Mm. Thigh stop, oh, bro. <laughs> fucking, that's funny, bitch. But yeah, so then we're past life. We're past yeah. the ten minute mark. Should we get into? The review format? Yeah, uh, you fucking, it's a, it's a, it's a hair metal slash glam metal special. That's today. right, we're getting on some fucking butt rock. We're <laughs> back on the butt rock train, and this ain't no one-off. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. Today's the first episode as we're back, starting on our musical journey of listening to Guns N' Roses, thank God, for the, a very short discography, but their discography, studio discography, uh, yeah. I don't want to worry about like EPs or like live tapes and stuff. I can only really find one, uh, they have a couple live, and but I can that, really Well, there's also the a freaking Appetite, to, Appetite, Appetite for Destruction. Thank you, I wasn't sure, I was about to say Appetite to Destruction, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not right. I'm just going to awkwardly pause and hopefully good friend, good host Edward here will help me, but yeah, but on the deluxe edition, they have like, Fucking uh, Sound City sessions. Yeah, from I saw 86, that. And I was like, oh, I haven't shit. had a chance to listen to those yet. So you get to hear Mama Kill. <laughs> that's basically that EP I showed you. I told you they well, had. Well, there's like the live EP, which is that's yeah, yeah. on that like deluxe edition like lineup on like Spotify. Like I love Axel, like I love Axel's voice, but just his, so yeah, you know. we're on the freaking Guns N' Roses discography. And to any listeners, new or old, if there is any old, uh, not too sure on that. We're not like that. We're not a high level podcast, but maybe no. one day, maybe one day, maybe, 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 maybe with blissful thinking. But we're still here. Yeah, episode fifty seven. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking, we're back also to review. Season three of Rock Love or Rock Love Bus we're, with Bad Boy Brent Michaels. We're we're back to the one that started it all for uh, us. Yeah, and then we try to deny and not do it. 
We mm, kept on finding something else. You to sure do. we couldn't just review bad movies for the rest of time? Because that was pretty this damn good. Season. <laughs> That's true. Let's just finish this damn goddamn season. And then we know. Michaels and then we never Rockwell. and then we never have to worry about Brett Michaels ever again unless we want to unless we want to watch that one season of Celebrity Apprentice that he won or there's also fucking Brett Michaels this is my life where he, he, they videotaped him having a normal life not this yeah way. so you get to see him his kids and his baby mama who comes off way cooler than a lot of the rock love ladies is that hard? especially today this is there <laughs> it's something yeah, I, I'll I'll save my thoughts for when we get there. But yeah, this this cast is whack. This, this cast, cast is wild. But before that, like you said, we got an appetizer. Uh, these were his contemporaries, actually, Guns and Roses. Contemporaries in the sense of they were both at a similar time and stuff. But Guns and Roses is one of the several bands that bands like Poison uh, ripped off back then. So really. Poison I had think. a ripoff GNR. We were saying GNR didn't have a proper studio release till like a year mm. after. What the cat dragged in? They didn't, but they've been around for a while. And all and I know and you and thing. I know you know this, but all the guys in that band of the original lineup, you know, uh Izzy, Duff, Axel, Slash, and I'm forgetting someone else. Um, and even the original lineup, which had Tracy Guns, all of those guys had clout in that scene. They just never really were on anything but they've been around for a while people knew who they were mostly in the underground and amongst the other bands that's what i think that's part of the reason when appetite came out it was such a big deal because people there were like oh shit these guys finally got together and did this is like a super group of trashy bands <laughs> or dudes from trashy bands dudes from trashy bands and yeah. they actually made and like they were a pretty good band because you know any listeners we reviewed the decline of western civilization series and the second documentary documented the scene around this time of the <clears throat> la like friggin la hollywood sunset strip butt rock scene and yeah. friggin like the director uh penelope Freaking wanted to like get GNR on there, but I guess G uh, Guns N' Roses wasn't part of the record label that was backing this documentary. Yeah, yeah. And that also that record label also had a lot of say in the documentary too, which pissed off Penelope for artistic direction. And I was gonna say and she uh, stuck with shitty bands like fucking London. And I was gonna say you could see that and faster pussycat because we mentioned this and too. a dude from a band called Sex. Seriously, this scene fucking sucked. Vixen showed up for two. Oh, dude, best band in this whole lineup except Megadeth. Remember? Cryptic Slaughter. Oh, yeah. Just the fucking Cryptic Slaughter, dude. I, I still laugh at that. Just the Cryptic Slaughter, dude, just chilling in the Megadeth show at the parking lot. And the, just the way he says it, Cryptic Slaughter. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. We should really talk about this review. Yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I have a timestamp. Maybe they want to hear us talk about us watching Decline of Western Civilization. But now we're actually to the fucking music. Yeah, video. I was gonna I was looking up real quick when did GNR form and they formed in eighty five and, and they uh, had a Sound City session in eighty yeah. six, or at least that's what it said and on Appetite, that lineup. And Appetite came out in eighty seven. But like I was saying, all those guys have been active in that scene before Appetite came out, they'd all been active in that scene for at least three years. And you can say around this time, like for how short lived the you could say that freaking period well, it's like I don't know when the glam, butt rock, or that like heavy metal pops, heavy metal pop scene from LA when that like became prominence and was like, 
on like mainstream fucking normish shit. For sure, there were times to say that you could say that this it was getting stale, what was being rotated on friggin' MTV and on the radio. So friggin' Guns N' Roses came in and gave it a little bit more life because Poison mm-hmm. was being popping. And people yeah. were just like, dude, Poison fucking blows. But Guns N' Roses, like, oh, they come off dangerous, but they don't sound as dangerous as like a Metallica or Slayer. Like, they weren't like goofy thrash hesters. It's like, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. They're still glam guys, but they're bad boys. Yeah, exactly. Rock and roll bad boys. Like, more than everybody else, except maybe only challenged by Motley Crue. The GNR guys are bad boys. Like, they are actually sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They're a little too wild for their own good. No, yeah. that, that Yeah. There's always those iconic shots of, like, Axel doing something crazy or, like, Slash smoking a cigarette as he's ripping it on guitar. And it's like, those guys were wild. I look at those guys and all I think of are hangovers and STDs. Yeah. So we could t- so we could keep on sucking uh, Guns N' Roses' dick, or we could talk about Appetite for Destruction. So this song, so this album, first song opens up with "Welcome to the Jungle." And look, I'll be honest, we all know this. I know it's overused. Is there much to say? I know it's overused. I know it's overplayed. But bro, it's a goddamn classic. I love this. If song. If you ever heard it, it's a classic. If you had heard it, maybe you've heard it a little too much. Yeah, but it's a classic. But it's, when I first heard it, I thought the song ruled. If you ask me now, it's like. I've heard it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. You know what, though? It's not like when we were listening to uh, Pearl Jam. Oh, fuck Pearl Jam. And you said, and, and like, we were talking about that. At least song is better. Like, if you ask me on repetitive songs, like, okay, I can listen yeah. to this. It's not like Even Flow for you and uh, what was the other one? Um, Black for me. Yeah. Like, I can't listen to Pearl Jam on repeat. I can no. survive more on GNR. Yes. Like, will I get worn down and tired and then I'll be like, please. Turn this <laughs> off. I'm dying. Oh, wait till we get to the till we get to use your illusion where they just start going in weird excess musicianship. Those albums are those albums are bullshit long. Isn't that what we're all gonna be listening to next? <laughs> no, um after this is uh I'm still on the discography. Oh shit, yeah, that's right. Because the next thing after this was called GNR Lies. Or oh, it's called Lies, but that's like that weird like pseudo live thing they did. Oh no, here's what it is. So this is actually this actually has their um their original live EP that we talked about, but then there's like four acoustic songs, four versions of acoustic songs they have. Does that even count? No, it doesn't. So yeah, next is Use Your Illusion. Fuck, I always forget. Before uh Chinese came out, Chinese Democracy, they only had four fucking albums. Yeah, no. They're like Slipknot. They've got such a small discography, but they're such a big band. Yeah, but they freaking like, they, they work off like each recording forever. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, yeah. Wait, is this the Spaghetti Incident a fucking album? Yeah, I, I always forget what that is. Let me look at it real quick. I know, it's a cover album. Oh, damn, there's only four fucking studio worthy fucking GNR albums. They cover the Charles Manson song. Um,. A Charles Manson song. Oh, well, cool. They're a bunch of fucking edgelords. They cover Attitude by The Misfits. I know how much you like The Misfits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, do a, they do a bunch of... They do a Stooges song, New York Dolls, The Damned, UK Subs. They, Fear, actually. 
Um, they do a Fear song. You can tell Guns N' Roses has a lot of... Imp- they actually have a lot of punk rock influences. Well, here's the thing. You it think- doesn't show up in their songs Yeah, that but much, here's the but- thing about early punk rock, though. That was more derivative of, like, straightforward, like, classic... Old night- rock and roll yeah. from the 50s. Yeah, yeah. Like, you talk Which about you hear this- a lot of in this yeah. album. And you, like, think of, like, Detroit bands, like, MC5 and the Stu... Like, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. That yeah, was just yeah. more straightforward rock and roll. Less of, like, the cool psychedelic Yeah, Iggy thing. Pop gets thrown in with punk, and I get it, but I never really felt like a full punk punk thing from yeah. him he just sounded like a rock you know like rock and roll you know but yeah guns and roses uh yeah so so welcome so- to the jungle yeah classics now song two it's called it's so easy this is actually what they opened up with when i saw them you know it has that iconic bit where axel's like you think you're so cool why don't you just fuck off it, it, it's a cheese it's fun cheese it's a <laughs> yeah no my mouth puffed up right now because i was about <laughs> yeah, to laugh that. i'm just like pfft Jesus fucking hey, Christ. everyone sang along. That's right. Hey, everyone joined in for the fuck off when they saw him live. Yeah, so fuck off. Why do, what was funny? Because when he did it live, he was like, why don't you just fuck off? You know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. But in the album, he's just like, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> fuck off. I'm like, ooh, tough guy. But yeah, I like the song. It's fun. So uh, my, I would say for sure, really fun song. Yes. It is a really fun. I don't know what, like, if this is a classic for the lineup and then it's. This like, whole fucking album's classic. Like, I don't know if that's the regular set. Like, all these songs are in the regular set. I think set they list. usually open with that, but don't quote me on that. But whatever. For sure, classic for GNR. Yes. Really fun song. Uh, track three is a fan favorite, and it's a favorite of mine Night Train. Loading like a freight train. <laughs> down and night. Yeah, this is another good one. It's just a rocking tune, dude. It's got a good chorus, good solo. It's got a fucking cowbell. Let's go. Let's go. Cowbell. But yeah, I like, I like Night Train. Yeah, I would say for sure, song three, Night Train. I like the lyric. Like, Well, I don't know. I wrote down, like, the lyrics are corny. Yeah. And just like, and like, just just say you like, it's like, no, okay, sorry. I have in my shitty notes. I think the lyrics are pretty corny. And I just wrote down, just say you like drugs. <laughs> just say you like drugs. But it's which still is quality. Fu- which is funny. He dances around that in this song. But this is also the exact same album that has Mr. Brownstone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so it's like, I just wrote out lyrics are corny, but it's like, could you just say you like drugs? He kept on dancing around. But the song itself, Mr. Night Train's still quality. Oh, yeah. Track uh, four is maybe my favorite non-single song, Out to Get Me. I just always like this song. You know, it's got that. It's it's everything Gruns and Roses is. It's got that Gruns and Roses. The Gruns and Roses. Grunge and Roses. Grunge uh, and Roses. Guns and Roses. You know, it's got that GNR attitude. It's catchy. Just dirty hard rock. It's great. You know, they won't get me. I'm fucking innocent. I'm fucking innocent. Like, it's so good. It's it, it's good. It's, 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 again, it's, I always forget how cheesy this album is until I listen to it. Like, it, you know it is, but you listen to it, it's like, oh man, this is like, there's some cheese here. Yeah. Like, you know, cheese. So but I like the song. Yeah. For me, my opinion was, you know what, this is the first song. It's, it feels a little filler. It might not be a single. But it's better than anything Poison put out. So, <laughs> yeah, let's be real here. Like, no. if I was to put in context of the time period, a lot. <laughs> like your faster pussy cats <laughs> in your Londons. Those bands are filler. Yes, for other good bands. And like this song was a little bit filler, but still more quality than what was out there. Yes. Then track fives. You can't forget, Mister Brownstone. Uh, are you taking a selfie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What the fuck? Track five. I got an Instagram. I need to get some content on there. So you're taking a selfie of us doing the... Uh, well, you know, at least you got me in there. Do you have to make... My forehead looks huge on camera. Oh, don't though. worry. It's like cutting off half your forehead. So what's on with this song? Mr. Brownstone. Again, it's another classic. Another fan favorite. Um... You know, it, it's got it's got this iconic, you know, we've been dancing with Mr. Brownstone. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's just good. I just I like the song. This is again, it's one of it's one of my favorite. I don't know if I like it more than out to get me. It depends on the day. But this is uh, this <clears throat> this song's this song's good. I really like this song. I used to do a little, but a little was a doing, so a little got my with my wall. See, for me, song five, which is Miss Brown. So I wrote down more drugs, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I feel like it did get a little fillery here. Like, I didn't feel like there. See, I don't feel like the filler starts till later. Yeah, I know, for sure. Like, really kicks in. Like, you know, if you don't want, if you want to argue it not being filler, then yeah, it's fine. But it's like, it's not as good as like some of the other songs on here. Oh, for sure. But it's good. Like, it's better than like Poison. Yeah. Now track six, this is gonna get me some hate. Um Paradise City. I'll just be honest. I've heard it too many times. Heard uh, it too many times. It's uh it's repetitive. It go if it's like a six minute song, but it feels like ten. And it's kinda like whenever Paul McCartney plays Hey Jude live, Guns N' Roses extends the song to like like almost 10 or 12 fucking minutes for no reason because it's such an audience participation song you know with the repetitive chorus and stuff i can't deny the good musicianship but and i i just got tired of hearing it you know i don't even think i've heard it more than like sweet child or welcome to the jungle but there's just some songs you know that are like that and this is one for me <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to set up a post for this thing in a hashtag, and I wrote, I was right about write down fuck Brett, fuck Brett Michaels, and there's nine public posts with that hashtag. <laughs> Is there another Brett Michaels? I don't know. Well, I hope no, there was. Remember that shitty reality show we tried to watch a long time ago about the couples on the island? No, that was Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he had his piercing. You were talking about how he was just fucking Satan with his like piercing blue eyes. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, what'd you think of Paradise City? Where the grass is green and the girls are quite pretty. It's Paradise City. Is this just Southern? It's a classic. Yeah. But man, these guitars are really chaotic by nature. Yeah, they are. You ever like, really listen to them? They're going off. Yeah, I'm listening and like one, you could say a solid rhythm, but the other one's kind of noodling off a little bit. Yeah, I was, saying, I was like sitting there. I was like, you know what? On like it, if you want to say for sure, they like. On like listening to this, it feels like there's a little bit of a live, actual live performance to it. Yeah, like you can feel a little bit more of like a chaotic nature where it's like it doesn't feel like oh I gotta track something solid. It's like yeah. you feel like there's a little freedom to like these players. That's and I was, I was just say, like yeah. listening, and I'm like listening to that. I'm like, wow, I'm never really noticed it, but I'm like, damn. These guitars are kind of doing two different things a little bit. It, like it's the same thing, but one's you a, can hear it in other songs too. But it's really apparent here. I actually kind of like that because no, no, it's cool. It really, you really feel like each player has its own has their own like personality yeah. and identity. You know, it's not like it's not like say a similar band Aerosmith where like you have a rhythm guitar player, but it's still like musically, it's still the yeah, jo- it's still like, the Joe Perry show. Yeah, there's like ri- yeah, there's like rhythm and leads, but sometimes like leads are like. Per- pretty like you would say predominant in what they're doing yeah, yeah. and like like take center stage this is like chaotic guitars where it's like 
not one center stage. They're like entwined with each other. Yeah, yeah. But they're also kind of playing a little different from each and other. Spo- but it's still the same thing. It's just yeah. one's like getting a little noodly. And spoiler alert, Guns N' Roses never really does this again after this album. Like they do, but not to this like free form live uh, thing. And I think that's just because it sounds just lightning in the bottle. You ever hear these guys talk about this album in interviews? They literally just be like, yeah, it was weird. We went in there and we were just like the most focused on point we'd ever been. And I'm paraphrasing, but they all basically just say, you know, it's like whenever you ask uh, Jonathan Davis, hey, how'd this corn album come about? How'd you guys do this? The Guns N' Roses guys about Appetite are basically just like, yeah, that shit kind of just happened. It just happened naturally. Yeah, no, for realsies, but friggin... Yeah, it's Paradise City, and yeah, I just so I forgot the guitars to... are chaotic by nature. Well, I just weird, like you really notice it in this song for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I forgot to mention this, but um, everything from Welcome to the Jungle to now is the gun. If it says this on the back of the LPs and CDs too, that was the guns side of this record. Now this other side of the record is the ro- the roses. Now side what of was the, the roses reference? Because I remember like. Guns is like LA. They're like peeps from LA Guns. Well, as far as I know, that came about actually because of the. F- I could be wrong. Someone could correct me, but I thought I heard from my brother Johnny the way it worked, or maybe it was Nick. But I heard from one of them the way it worked was it was because originally in that band you had Axl Rose and Tracy Guns. I thought because isn't what because I thought Tracy Guns was like the original guitar player or something. It could have been. I need to look that up. But the name comes from them. The name comes from the two of them. And then uh, Tracy Guns, L.A. Guns. But as far as I know, I think it also just came from the fact that not too much, but you know, it was just a thing of like they could have your hard rock party songs, but then they could have like your soft little. Nice sentimentalities or so whatever. So I would say around this time would be the end of side A. This is the end of side A. So yeah, side A's the guns, side B's the roses. Alright, so let's, how does the roses start? My Michelle kind of starts off with kind of starts off with that kind of like I don't wanna I don't wanna say hardcore punk, but like just kind of like that it's I've, a, I've, a lot more fast and upbeat. Well, yeah, it kind of like they're not playing double time or playing skank beats, but you could say they're playing a little bit more faster pace. I've heard, uh, well, because it starts with like down, 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 down. It sounds just like this one negative approach song. I can't remember the name. I don't know. I think a lot of like bands tend to like you know take influence yeah. or like sometimes you like base off riffs from like it's other kind stuff. of a heavy, just rip them off it's kind of a heavy ish song but then it picks up um it's got kind of messed up lyrics i didn't write any of them down but it's like it's about this girl who, you really like, notice how like fucked up like i wrote out like if you want to ask me i just wrote out michelle sounds like she's had she's having it rough yeah like her mom's dead i think her dad does porno and she's like a rock star groupie and broke or something oh i'm like okay i, I don't know but nice chorus wow 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 you just can't tell wow 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 my michelle yeah it's a nice song um so I would argue it might be my Michelle, but I would say for sure track eight. This to me is when the filler really starts. Yeah, I, I can understand how you would feel, you know, about Out to Get Me and some of those other songs. But th- uh, Think About You is definitely because I, I wrote here in my notes. Think About You is a song I always forget on this album. But it's all right. I mean, you know, it's it's a little filler, but it's fine. It's still got that good rock vibe. It's not too long. It's less than like four minutes. It's fine. I do like the post-chorus bits um, where they throw in like that acoustic interlude thing, you know, just layers. Yeah, it's a weird, 
It's actually a really cheesy song if you listen to the lyrics, but it's all right. Yeah, I wrote down that this song was filler, but it got weirdly dynamic around the end. Yeah. Like, it really just started, like, going somewhere. I was like, okay, okay. And, bro, here we go. Track number nine. Sweet child of mine, baby. Same feelings like how, you know, like, Welcome to the Jungle. Classic, classic, classic. I almost never get tired of this song. I'll tell you, man. I remember when we saw them. uh, This was on my 22nd birthday. Uh, you know, I remember seeing them live, and at this they start they did this song right after Slash did you know his obligatory guitar solo, and this is just one of those songs. It's weird because you know you hear a lot of people cover it like on YouTube or you know geeky dudes with acoustic guitars like our friend Dylan stuff like that, and it's such like a specific iconic riff that. If one note's off for a second, you can just tell. And man, I tell you, I can't explain it to you fully, but when Slash being up there with Axel and Duff ripped out the riff, you know, he's the one that wrote it. It's just. It sounds goose, magical. It's goosebumps. Yeah. So it's one of the great riffs of rock. So for me to say with Sweet Child of Mine, I only got one thing to really say. What's that? It's Guitar Hero Ballad Time. <laughs> <laughs> Time to FC that shit, bitch. Uh, that's fair too. Yeah, that's. that's I just remember from being a Punisher of a song because Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Because they used a cover version of that too. So I can't really say anything about the song that no one else on the internet could say. It's just a good song. I like hearing it. All right, next one. Track tens. You're crazy. Another okay song, but that feels pretty. It feels really filler. I think the filler songs really stand out because there's so many songs that could be good to really good to great on here that if you have something that sounds filler, you know, it really stands out. But yeah, this is probably the most filler song for me, especially because it's right after Sweet Child. For song 10, one word, filler. (laughs) It literally was a filler ass song. Not much to say. Track 11's filler too, but it's fun. Anything goes. It's a sleazy, dirty song about sex. Are you sure? The chorus, what's the chorus? It's like, my way, your way. No, no, the pre-chorus is like, tied up, tied down, up against the wall. That's right. Fuck. <laughs> it's about, it's super about sex. Well, for song 11, I will, I wrote, it was better than the last song. Yeah. This but then it kind of started dragging a little bit. They even break out that weird like voice box. Slash breaks out that weird voice box thing that like Peter Frampton uses. You know that. Okay, calm down there. <laughs> but this song is this song's really funny because you said uh, on Night Train it sounded like. You know, he was dancing around the fact that he liked drugs, but then I'm like, he's on the same record as Mr. Brownstone. Axel don't give a fuck when it comes to sex. He'll he'll just this, go this on song, with the sex. You ever like really look up the lyrics? The song, as far as I'm concerned, no. is basically just his sexual preferences. If I start reading his lyrics, I might start laughing. <laughs> tied up, tied down, up against the wall. Did you hear the song live when you saw them? I don't. Rem- I don't think so. Now, okay. sad, sadly. Sadly. I don't know if that is sadly. I don't know either. I it would have been a good time though. So now, song twelve, the good final old, song, good old Rocket Queen. Well, here I am, yo Rocket King, Aww. Queen. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, let's get that out of the way. The stories are true. Yes, Axel really was getting it on with. I think it was Slash or maybe it might have been Duff McKagan's nah, there's girlfriend. Like some lady, I don't know if it, 
she might have been dating one of them. Some lady, like, you could go, like, there's a, like, a, there's, like, a freaking glam metal documentary on, like, YouTube that you could find where, I think you, I think it's called when, it was, like, when glam metal ruled the world. Like, that, doc it's, like, a weird docuseries, because then they also got one where, when Metallica ruled the world, but they also, like, slashed out saying Metallica still rules the world. But they also bring that lady on on that documentary and she's like, yeah, I was the rocket queen lady and stuff. And yeah, we like had sex in the studio and they set up a mic and just had it recording my moans and stuff. So, yeah, that is like legit sexual intercourse on that song. As if I don't know how much you got to say on the song or should I just say on what? my uh, opinion? Apparently, uh, uh, I was looking. Let me see here. Uh, what are you looking? All right. Well, great radio. Um. I'll just say what my thoughts on yeah, the song. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Here it is. God uh, damn it! So, <laughs> Axl Rose got it on with a woman named Adriana Smith, who was a Guns N' Roses groupie and stripper, and had been with Steven Adler off and on for about a year. Okay, then. So there we go. Yeah, I just wrote that for this song. Sex. That's Sex. That's pretty much. But then I also, it's a six minute song and it does feel like it gets a little long. No, it gets really long. Like literally the song is most likely longer the than the actual sex. And the sex is only in there for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if the sex lasts 30 seconds. Oh, according to. <laughs> according to what? According to fucking, I think it was Steven Adler that said this. Hold on. Yeah, no. According to Steve Thompson, who was an engineer on the album, <clears throat> most likely the guy that had to just deal with like. So I'm watching a live. I, I have to listen Axel to a wanted, live sex show right now. Axel wanted some pornographic sounds on Rocket Queen, so he brought a girl in the studio and they had sex in the studio. We wound up recording about thirty minutes of sex noises. Okay then. Sex. Thirty minutes of sex noises. So you got to work on your sex. It's not just a set. You got to emphasize the X, like what kiss. Sex. Like like kiss. You, you put the X in, in sex. There you go. But yeah, that was Appetite for Destruction. It's a classic rock record. Yeah, I love it. But everything that's past 40 minutes does feel like it drags. Yes. You could say the filler songs could go away, but even then, these filler songs are. Still better what's going on around that time period. Yeah. And you can see why this record did so well and it's pretty much legendary status. Oh, yeah. It basically, it no, was top great. tier and it didn't suck ass like poison. Because <laughs> I remember. Poison for, sucks. Because, you know, for years I remember, you know, on the radio you'd hear Welcome to the Jungle. You'd hear, in this order, you'd hear Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, then Paradise City. Once in a while you'd hear Mr. Brownstone. Yeah. But, like. You know, I heard those songs. I'm like, okay, I'm sure the, especially, do you remember we went to school with so many kids our age? They were just super fat Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin marks. Like, there was like, for some reason, like, just, yeah, if you ask me now, think it back, it's like, God, fuck. You might say, yeah, there was like eight or 10 of them, of the, of the, of the kids we went to school with. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think, because I know there was, like, the stoner kids, where they all were in Hesher territory. Yeah. But they listened to just, like, your basic metal stuff. Like, forgetting you and me were more, like, the goofy nerd-ass fucking metalheads and stuff. Yeah. And, like, there's those stoners that, like, listen a little bit of metal, but they also listen to other fucking stuff, like, where you trip out fucking, like, dubstep. It's, like, where the things yeah. where it's, like... They knew metal like before I did, but then years later, later I think I see one of them and they're wearing a Power Trip shirt. I'm like, fuck you, bro. I saw them in fucking a warehouse <laughs> at Bakersfield. Yeah. I'm more on the beat on that shit than you fucking nerds, but eh, 
That's just me being having. But clout. I don't know what it was. I just threw, clout boy. I just threw on Appetite one random night. I was I was just home. I was chilling. I threw it on. I was just like, man, this is fucking good. Like even though I'd heard the four biggest songs off here, I'm just like, man, that's some good shit. I was like, Vince, the everyone's impersonation of Vince McMahon. That's some good shit. You know, I'm curious though, just hearing that song, um, Anything Goes, and you know, remembering when we were talking about um, Decline 2 and all these horny fucking. Holy fuck! Hair metal guys. They would not stop talking about their fucking dicks on that documentary. I'm gonna pose a question Is sex even that cool? I mean, listen, I don't wanna get too personal. I have participated you have participated yes. but like it just feels like these guys and i'm not trying to sound like you know it's the part where you know someone hears this and calls me a liberal cuck but like bro it sounds like they base their entire existence off of it like like it, it just there's like they were only in the band to get chicks it's like you said there were so many when they couldn't stop talking about sex or the size of their wang and like hearing this album, unfortunately, I'm not going to say trigger, but it it gave me flashbacks to that. As a, except Guns N' Roses is cool, but I'm still I'm just like, bro, is sex cool enough? You have to base your entire life around it. No, it's kind of a sad existence if you ask me. Like I no, it's like here's the I love sex too and sexy times and all that stuff. Yeah, it's great, but it's not worth a fucking basing your life existence. It's like goddamn, how much shallow is your fucking life where? That's the only most exciting thing. I think where in your life, that's the one thing where you could truly say you're living it like you're living in the moment or in, yeah. that, in the now. Yeah. Which that's a pretty good audio, like good book, too. You can go check it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Now. You go listen to that. It's only like 20 minutes and stuff, too. But you could say for those like people, that's like maybe like one of the few moments they can actually have that moment of like, the now. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I get that. But it's but also like, also gets really annoying. It's like, God damn, you're such like a sad piece of shit. So it's I like, mean, sometimes it turns, it like gets into like, sometimes it's like cool, but then sometimes like, it sounds like a dark existence. Yeah, I it think. It gets there. I think part of it just comes from, you know, just old school like views and values about about masculinity you know because it's like because it's like a rock and roll they always you see it in every documentary and people say it proudly yeah sex drugs rock and roll it's ingrained in the thing but it's not just that it's movies celebrity culture tv sex sells you know you have uh you know you have sexy guys and women trying to sell you razors and beer and stuff and it's just i think it's partially to do with that but talking about these guys specifically you know i think it made them feel i don't Maybe I feel empowered, feel like men, or maybe it's as simple as, hey, some sex dude, is really cool. Or there's just literally, there's two, there's like, there's different types of people. Yeah. There's people that are, are really horny and people that aren't as horny. And sometimes <laughs> really horny people have like sex a lot. A like lot. if they're in like a relationship, it sounds like some peeps we've met talk about, they get it on like every day. It's like, I can't. <laughs> Yeah. It would kill it for me. I want it to be nice and intimate. Special. Yes. But, but maybe for some we're... people, it's like, fuck, dude. Sounds like it's like, God, get our rocks off today. It's like, dude, God But damn. maybe we're the lame ones. Maybe we're maybe, one. maybe we're not uh, maybe we're not real men. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Guns N' Roses is rad. You know what's not rad? You know what's not rad? 
Rock of Love. Rock of Love. <laughs> Season three. Get that time stamp, old I'm friend. I'm getting there. Like, I wanted to get the 47 minute. Ah, uh, yeah, wait, I'll just say 47 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Um, I'll say this. Watching these movies recently, I think has improved my note taking. Now, this was an hour long. I feel thing. the same thing too. I feel like I was taking notes a little bit smoother too. A little more uh, brevity with the notes. Or at least we have an idea what we're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because sometimes I, I, sometimes I think when we used to do the old notes, maybe there was a thing of we got too much or not enough. I think you know what I think it helps too because I can finally say this. I was going to say this earlier. This is the worst fucking cast of Rock of, of Rock of Love. There is one girl I kind of like, but I'm worried she's going to be gone next episode. But this cast sucks. This cast is wild. <laughs> this cast sucks. Yeah, no, like we are like freaking avoiding this because season three. You kept telling me this was way worse, and I was hoping okay maybe it'll be so bad it's good. Going by episode one, no, no. No. It's pretty horrible. And oh freaking God. so we're in Rock of Bus. We're Rock of Love Season 3. Episode 1. Oh fuck, I didn't get a name for the title. Oh, oh shit. I just saw it. Hold on. Let me go on my YouTube history. All I know is that we open up shots. Rock, where they rap, and gonorrhea. See, that's the quality of what we're getting into. It's <laughs> already horrible. <laughs> I'm going to go insane. Please tell me, how does it open up? Because I can tell you, we go inside this Hollywood, this Hollywood bachelor pad. Yeah, same with all the other seasons. Narrator opens up inside this Bel Air bachelor pad. Nothing is happening. And then they like blow it up. Or they're like CGI. Or they the just, house. Or just like nothing is happening. And <laughs> yeah, I wrote down an empty bachelor pad. And they're like, that's because Brett Michaels isn't home. He's on tour, rocking his way across America. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, more like what they should say is inside this Bel Air bachelor pad. We couldn't use it anymore because in season two, there was a property dispute because we breached our contract. So now, Brett has decided to get the concept of, like, taking this on the road. And then here we go. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Brett Michaels from Rock of Love 1 and 2. After two C, and I think he says poison. He doesn't say record sales. They must not have gone past 40K. <laughs> no, well, there was like, or didn't get Matt past 25, yeah. 25 million. 25 million, that's 25 right. million records sold. sold. But yeah, he's like. After two seasons of coming up empty, I had to ask myself, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, what's going on, Brett? I paused and I laughed at that. And I'm like, you know, I was, he, like, I, was like, I was like, buddy, how long do you have for me to answer that question? I have to admit, some of his jokes were really hitting this episode. I mean, he's actually pretty funny. I've said this in episodes past. He's actually kind of funny, but he was pretty funny in this episode. Yeah, like he had some jokes that were hitting. See, I don't think he's that much of an asshole, honestly. I think he puts a lot of that on for cameras. But, like, I can hang out with older Brett Michaels. If you told me, hey, do you want to hang out with Brett Michaels from uh, Decline 2? I'd be like, no, fuck that guy. He's a fast-talking... He won't shut the fuck up! <laughs> he's a fast-talking douche that was pushing record sales in the 80s. Yes. But then, yes. Uh, and then it hit me. Sorry. And then Brett says, and then it hit me. This is his idea of what he's been doing wrong this whole time. And then it hit me. I spend 
300 days out on the uh, out of the year. I'm like, on the fucking ro- impossible, dude. <laughs> you only have 65 days where you aren't on the road. That's bullshit. 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 How? He, I think he tweeted. There's no way. Who the fuck is booking Brett Michaels that much? Is he just circling? Ooh. Is he just circling the fucking South on repeat? <laughs> hey, they really like him in the South. That's one thing I've noticed consistently through this show. Hey, the it, South likes Brett Michaels. I guess. Maybe it's because he's half country star. Maybe. Or he has an American flag plastered everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. It looks like a cowboy. Don't get me wrong. I like America, but like, that kind of goes to the sex thing. It goes to the corniness. Yeah, it kind of gets to the sex thing where it's like, bro, if you're going to make patriotism your whole identity, like, what are you doing, dog? Whatever. He's just corny. Yeah, so he says, I spent 300 days out of the year on the road rocking. Rolling and partying. What the hell was I trying to do? Find a girl in the house. I'm like, even Brett Michaels is saying this show is stupid. <laughs> Again, I actually laughed at that. I Dude, his jokes, he had like some jokes that were hitting well. I was oh. kind of howling. I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, at least he's mildly self-aware. That you can say. Yes. I cannot deny Brett on that. So, yeah, 20 ladies. The gimmick is, I thought it was just on one bus because I saw two buses, right? So, I'm like, two buses. There's a pink and blue one. So, I thought, okay, the blue one's for Brett. But I'm like, fuck, 20 women on one bus? No, the women get both buses. No, Brett has a nicer bus. Yeah, he has, no, he has a nice bus. I'm not saying the other girls' buses aren't nice, but they're like the most basic bus you can get. So, yeah, 20 ladies, two buses. Which even th- even then, that sounds like absolute hell. That sounds like hell. And he says, <clears throat> we're going to go on a real rock tour through 12 cities. As oh, we- he didn't say cities. He said shitties. <laughs> like, you know, in South Park. I thought I misheard him. Yeah, no. But in like South Park where he says, where like the. Fr- uh, shitty walk. Yeah. Hey, welcome to shitty walk. You want anything <laughs> Mongolian, like Mongolian beef? Literally, Brett said shitties. And I yeah. was like, yeah, we're going to be going to like 12 shitties. And I'm like, oh my God, he fucking said it. No See, way. I thought I heard that, but I thought I was wrong. But you swear he said that? I swear he said that. Oh, God. Dude, you heard it too. It's fucking. Pennsylvania accent made him can't say cities he said shitties but yeah so he says we're gonna we're gonna go on a real rock tour through 12 shitties as we play for and this is a quote real hardcore rock and rollers <laughs> oh god see I was laughing at shit like that I'm like <laughs> but when he says shit like that he's being serious are you sure are you going to let that fucking mug? <laughs> James, James, don't let the time that's passed, like, let us be too soft on this guy. We were basically wishing for this guy to get lynched by the end of season two. Are you sure? We're, I feel like I'm decimating him right now. I'm, like, discrediting everything he's saying. Okay, so now we get a shot of the new girls in. Listen, I and I'm being serious. I don't want to sound offensive because I would hate to sound. Wait, are you going pat or oh, like a quick shot or? No, just no, just go. Just go. I would hate to sound offensive and misogynistic when I am not, but dude, the girls these this season because it shows us. A, I'm just going by the pan shot of all twenty of them. The girls this season are such a downgrade. Like the last season, I felt had a pretty good variety of types, but bro, everyone here looks almost exactly the fucking same. I mean, you have some re- you, you have you you have like you know the the returning southern chick. You have the token black girl and. But and and like a couple brunettes, but bro, there's a lot of blonde, a lot of fake tits, and I'm just gonna say it. They all, a lot of them just come off as groupies bimbos. 
But there's like 10 of them. There's not like two of them. Rockalo season two, you could basically just say, oh, yeah, there that was, was like five. You could totally say. Yeah, you could say that was like Brandy C, maybe Heather, um, Christia, and maybe one or but two Heather, others. like mellowed out and like yeah. started getting in the game. And season two, I mean, they weeded most of those out by like episode four or five. Yeah. But this one is Destiny. The cast. Yeah. Like, but Destiny, like, got the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, in the parents' episode, she was marking out for a live poison video. It's like... I'm like, bro, show some respect for yourself. Please, stop it. <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself in front of the Doctor but now Danger par- crew. But party girls are half the cast in this show, this season. So, yeah. Rock of Love bus. Here we go. They play the theme song. It's the same theme song, but it's not the same part they play the verse instead of the chorus so they play the hey let me introduce myself i'm gonna get you off like no one else i don't remember the rest well you better i wrote down sing the song ed fuck hold on god damn it but yeah but before the theme song we also got a quick shot of freaking big john as he's uh setting up the bus and stuff you big know john just gives less trees. and less of, sh- of a shit of his appearance every season yeah, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's Big John rules. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Please let me introduce myself. I'm gonna get you off like there's no one else. Hey, won't you step inside my brain? I'm your freak show, baby. I'm your crazy train. Um, and then it just goes, it's like, I'll be a rock of love. Oh, yeah. Rock of love. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, th- this was awkward. Like the first, se- like the first theme edit, like on the first two seasons, you could say it wasn't bad. It kind of helped. This yeah. was just awkward. Yeah, but oh well. God, I'm the not lyrics. the one singing it. God, Edward the lyrics. is. God, the lyrics sucks. Look, look at this fucking. I think this is the bridge. I'll be your sugar daddy. Yes. I'll be your diamond rings. You'll be my dirty secret. You'll be my sexy thing. That sounds like the pre-chorus or chorus. I don't know. I just know I hate it. Yeah, I know. It's pretty horrible. It was worse than... I, I think my horrible botching of it is actually better than the actual version. I'll Who say knows? it. But before we continue on... Piss is break? It, yeah. Is that or I piss in a bottle? Your choice. I'd rather you didn't because I'm right here. Yeah, so don't worry, listeners. We'll be back in a second. Well, we're going to be gone. It'll literally just be like a bop and we're back. And bop, we're back. So... Apparently, we're in Louisville, Kentucky. No, I'm kidding. It's Louisville, Kentucky. At the Coyote Bar, where we meet some of the girls. Seriously, who the fuck named a town Louisville? Well, that go, that might be actually derivative of Louis. Probably, I mean. But then why do you say Louis? It almost goes in Looneyville. Well, I think Louis is like, isn't that a French thing? Louis? You might, not, you might be right. Louis. Because you got to think of like Napoleon and Louisiana Purchase. I might yeah, be Louisiana. wrong. Well, I don't think that was, I don't know if that was Napoleon, but that was, that was the French that yeah. sold us that. Yeah. So through the Louisiana Purchase where we got like that French uh, owned land and stuff. Yeah. I yeah. guess, yeah, like you could say freaking that's why the Kentucky French, was part of it. That's why the French thing still has such an influence over there in uh so yeah if we're going uh, to so, New Orleans. So me questioning that, we've now found the answer. It is most likely French derivative. So yeah. I love Louis of Louisville, Kentucky. So the coyote, front voice. We're at the coyote, at the coyote bar. 
Or I think, ah, we need some of the finest beautiful ladies that VH1 can find for a Brett Michaels love show. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Oh, yeah, they did a great job this season. What was these visual ladies? So some of them talk. They give introductions. No they, names yet. Yeah, they didn't give us names yet. Some of the standouts are, are one of these girls who I think ended up being... Um, well, I forget her name, but uh, she said, yeah, I've been listening to Brett Michael since the fourth grade. And then she goes on about how much she loves bondage. Yeah, no, we got like some horny, horny ass fucking chicks because there's like. Sorry, I just need to like I had to take a second to realize where we're at. It's like because like one lady talks about like, oh, my God, I just could orgasm on repeat and repeat. Oh, yeah. She says that right when Brett Michaels comes in. But I'll just say it now she says and this is a quote. I could oga I can orgasm to him over and over and over and over and over and over again. He's so hot. That's exactly so how many hot. That's exactly how and many re- times she says also, it. Also, it's like we meet the ladies and like, dude, like they're 75% are tattooed. Yep. Had a boob job. Blonde. And blonde. Yep. Not real much. Not Fake a real diverse too. cast. Yeah. Not a real diverse cast, as you stated from like earlier. And the token but Southern gal. Brett does love Brett does love his blondes. Yeah. So Brett Michaels comes in in Louisville and he's like, ah, this so, is now uh, my cast. We're rock love boss. You're that, here, ladies, as we are about to go on a rock and roll tour. That's right. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is a rock and roll tour and now I'm working. So you have to be very God, punctual. God, you know what that sounds like? You sound like that one Saturday Night Live skit where it's just like um, that old Saturday Night Live skit from the A's where it's like, we are two wild and crazy guys. <laughs> I was going. But, it's me and Brett Michaels and Big John as we're two wild and crazy guys. Welcome back to the Dr. Danger Radio Show. With your host, James and Edward. I'm Edward, and, and we're two wild, wild and, and crazy, crazy guys. guys. <laughs> uh, also, one of my favorite parts is uh, the token Southern gal who, before I learned her name, I just called her Rodeo 3 because we kind of got Rodeo 2 with Peyton and 2. Yeah. She says, what? the blonde bimbo hell have I walked into. So yeah. My thoughts too. So, Brett's taking forever to show up. He's chilling on his bus. He spouts some shit and talks. If you're Brett, I think you would take your sweet time to show up to this mess. He's talking again about how rock is great and it's made his life amazing, but it's also ruined his love life. And he wants someone get this. He wants someone he can have fun with. Hot, nasty sex with. A lover. But someone that gets him. And he says he says, and this is a quote if I don't get it this time, I'm giving up. Well, at least he like uh, stay true to that stipulation of that he set. So he goes in, says hi. He's basically like, "Fuck yeah, bro! Look at all these titties." Ah, yes, look at these fine, beautiful, fake titties. He says, he says this weird, stupid thing. He says, "Hope springs eternal when you're looking at this much beauty." It's an erection joke. Do you guys get it? I'm going insane. Dude, we, we're like five minutes into just oh, the episode. Oh, and the gal, by the way, who says, oh my God, I could orgasm the breath over and over. Did she not look just like Daisy? Is this the DJ lady? Yeah. yeah she looked no, just like dude, her. She looked like... No tattoos. We look just like her. She totally kind of just like was a copy and paste date. I'm surprised no one forget. Hey, don't copy my. Hey, if you're gonna copy me my homework, change it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised no one commented on it. Oh, people commented on it. No, I mean on the show, like Brett. I'm surprised he was like, I looked at 
uh, what was Nikki? what her name? Nikki. Yeah, I looked at Nikki, and all I saw was Daisy. And I'm gonna be honest, that kind of turned me on. Like we didn't even get that. It's just she looked. Yeah, she looked just like her. So he basically says, "Well, he he's on the ground rules. Yeah, he's like, basically it's, because like, it's on a rock tour." And like Big John says, they need to be punctual. They need to get there at certain times. Yes. So if you're logging around, we will leave you. Yes. So you have to be on it. No, so, no, no BSing. Right, but slip, off the tour. So he says, I don't need. I don't just need someone who can chill off the road. I need someone that can hang on the road. These are real tours, and I need to rock and, like you said, be on time. And so I wrote here, uh, words said before certain disaster. As you all know, I love photography. And I was like, fuck. Hey, like, if you've watched the past two, like, seasons on the first episode, you know how this goes. Brett likes to take pictures of the ladies. Which he doesn't, like, him saying taking pictures kind of, like, is a little gateway to their personalities a little bit. Which is fair. That is true. But I would buy that if it was anyone but Brett. Yeah, but, like, well, maybe Brett's doing it as, like, what he says he does. But he gets so weird and horny while he's doing it. Yeah, Brett's literally the kind of guy that does not get hired to take pictures of so new models. I didn't get too much on Brett's like friggin' mannerisms while taking pictures, but I mostly just have what the ladies are. Um, well, I have all the ladies one by one, but I will say this: near the end, because I don't know, he kind of gets bored because he feels like a lot of these women aren't even trying. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> he great. literally says that he said, you know, when some of these ladies just feel like. They're not even trying. And I'm like, you're right. It's great. <laughs> so they even see you. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, it's just a dude. So first up is Brittany. Brett feels he recognizes her. And then he tells her, so uh, I've seen some of your movies. Porn star. Yeah, so Brittany yeah, for real. has uh, participated in adult filming. Uh, I and Brett has spanked his meat to her. I have not done my homework and looked up her work uh women come and go in porn yes ha <laughs> come and go like okay well i also wrote down a note that sly friggin and i get it and she says that she doesn't want to like put up with shit for it because she does it's there. Like, that's not who i am that's in the past like i haven't done it for like year like six She's, years yeah and i and i wrote here i'm like hey i get it i think i think the stigma against uh, adult entertainers are stupid and here's the thing about her she had the most casual makeup out of like all the ladies yeah she seemed actually kind of all right yeah, yeah like some ladies just heavy fucking eyeliner just freaking dark black holes around their eye just dark lines around their eyes and i wrote here i said i'm all about sexual freedom but my first thought was, of course they got a porn star for Rock of Love 3. Just Brett. Also, Brett is cool. I wrote here, also, why is Brett just cool uh, cool with outing her in front of everyone like that? I just I thought that just, was kind of douchey. He, I think he just cracked the open a comments like, because I think he was just asking out an open and like, what, you think <clears> there's <throat> this random noise going around in the background? No, it's just Brett going, oh, yeah, oh, Aww. yeah. And it was like, I think I might have seen one of your adult films. Oh, no. But it's like, then she's like, oh. See, that's in the past, though. I'm actually more into doing music. Singing and songwriting. I that's have a song for you, Brett. <sighs> oh, yeah, that's right. Did you get this? I got something. All right, let's see if I could do this. I'm going to lay my heart out. I'm going to make my presence known. 
This world could be a lonely place with nothing left to show. I don't know if I did better or worse. Hold on, let me let me see the lyrics. Uh, I, I want I want to take a crack at it. Uh, it's in the parentheses right there. Okay, let's see, let's see. Gonna lay my heart out, make my presence known. This world can be a lonely place with nothing left to show. I just wanted to see if I could yarl it. <laughs> Don't worry, we're not gonna be done with that. Because then, after Brittany, we Yarl. meet a fitness lady, Melissa. Yeah, I thought they said she was like a dance instructor. She says, I do pole dancing, I do Pilates, and it's I, like... Yeah, because I thought she said she teached it, but I could be wrong. I just wrote I just wrote down a fitness lady, or you want to just say she just does hot girl stuff. Yes. I don't know, she was like the one that also says, like, oh yeah, people like come up and want to take pictures with me. I'm like, hi. I'm like... Okay. Next then we meet Nikki. <laughs> yeah, the Daisy look but like. But then she also says, "Oh, but I also go by my stage name, DJ Lady Tribe." Oh my god! What the fuck does that mean, dude? Dude, and like, dude, she like spits out fire because, like, I guess she was in jail at one point. Oh yeah, so this was funny. She said she's a DJ and graffiti artist, and she did jail time for the graffiti. So get this, she said. She got a boob job so that she wouldn't be able to climb anymore to tag stuff. So, yeah, she went fucking pop her boobs, but she's got big boobs, so. Like, bro, what? Your idea of stopping yourself from doing graffiti is to get a boob job? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Brett, I also, like, wrote you a rap or a song or something. This had to be fake. Her rap is written on a piece of paper that just says genital herpes. And then the next paper that says gonorrhea. I guess she got these papers from a like medical facility or who knows what these freaking producers are doing. By the way, the freaking make Brett cringe. By the way, um, I wrote this rap. I I hope you're not gonna make me sing it to Roland like I did for Flipper. I don't have the audio set up. Good. I didn't um, pay attention. Well, he had a lot more shit. Yeah. Brett Michaels, you're so damn fine. Uh, I want to make, make you mine. mine. My dreams come true. I don't you see too to far. far. I can't believe I'm here telling you this. I know what you're looking for. Not a fake ass bitch. Yeah, see, I misinterpret that because I got Brett Michaels. You're so fine. I want to make you mine. And this is where it gets a little fucked up. My dream comes true. I seem to thought. I can't <laughs> believe I'm here to be your fine ass bitch. And I, just, I lost it. I just generally lost it. This why, is weird. Why did we come back to this, man? I don't know. Because we're completionists. <laughs> we're going to fucking finish this shit out. What, you scared of Brett? You scared of that fucking, like... Honestly, if anything... That spray tan and eyeliner? Honestly... I ain't scared. Honestly, I figured out... Never mind Brett. I, it's, the, it's the fucking contestants. They're what make this shit, and I know the re the whole thing is, they're supposed to be the real reason you watch. They're half the reason I abhor watching the show. So then the next lady we meet is Ashley. Yeah, Brett says she looks like natural born killers, but with bigger breasts. Okay. And then he just goes, hi-yo. I'm, like, I'm like, no, what? Explain that? What does that mean? I think he like name dropped the character. Does, does he mean natural born killers from fucking that movie? I think so. Or did he mean natural born killers like fucking New Jack? Okay, not New Jack. 
<laughs> yes. It's Brett Homeboys. Yeah, it's Brett Homeboys with Dre. Yeah, so freaking yeah, because some porno lady is gonna remind me of New Jack. <laughs> Blonde porno lady. Uh you you never know. Maybe New Jack. Hey, whatever helps you freaking think of New Jack, but yeah, Natch Born Killer is a movie. I just wrote down a comment that she says, like, I'm hot, just standing there breathing. Uh, <sighs> Fuego. Then these next ones go by kind of fast. Next up, this I wrote here at the time, this kind of just regular looking person named Heather. She's a shy lady. Girl named Megan, who's an animal trainer. Yeah, there's like, okay. And I wrote here, there's some reoccurring names on here. There's a Heather, a Megan. Well, these I think seem there's like one or two more. These, these aren't like not not common names. Oh no, true. Like next, oh my god, this this next lady's a trip. Oh I wrote god, here, yes. Next, from the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, I think she said. Yeah, that's what I got to. <laughs> the very spiritual and deep Constantina. Constantina? Const- Constant Constantina. She's like belly dancing, and then she's also got like the freaking like a jewel on her forehead. And it's like I put this here because this is where my third eye would be. I was gonna ask, is she kind of straight up appropriating uh Hinduism culture things? I because that's what that looked like. I don't know if she's appropriating. I would like to believe she is part like from Hindu Indian culture, but she also says, I'm also in school right now, I'm taking a break. To tell, you know, Mac on Britt Michaels. God, I. But then it's like I'm doing. I don't. Everything I did not. I did. I actually did not record what everything her she, she was said. saying. I felt like cringing because she's she's literally one of those. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, and I'm not going to school right now. I'm on a break. I'm just like, oh my god. I was like, you're out of place for even this show. <laughs> like this show's got some wild ladies, but you're not. You're like on the opposite she, spectrum. I wonder if she would have made more sense on Flavor of Love. Because that show is just balls-to-the-wall bonkers. So next is Natasha, who... African-American lady, she is starting an escort agency and based in Canada. I didn't catch that. I just, That's what she said. I just wrote her down as, like, she's some boarding school lady. I thought... I swear I thought... I rerounded it, like, three times. I thought she said she is starting an escort gonna, agency not, in Canada. She looks like she would start an escort service in Canada. Next, I wrote here the very boring Marcy because this is when uh, Brett said that he felt like a lot of these ladies were boring. Yeah, it was like this freaking lady named Marcy. She's just wearing like a little cowboy hat and just posing. And he's like, yeah, he's no. trying to be like, come on, give me something. And she's just like, mm, mm, mm. Just like very she, just, so. she just doesn't even give and a shit. And she's like, just, I, I think I remember hearing her. I didn't write this down, but she's like, you know what? I am pretty standoffish at first. At first, yeah. And you know what? The times, I don't feel like I need to try. And Brett's sitting there is like, damn, these ladies aren't even trying. I don't remember why I wrote this, but I wrote here, next is the conservative practicing nurse, Stephanie. Yes, that's what she, she said. Did she say that? Yeah. She said, like, I'm conservative and she is a nurse and her name is Stephanie. I'm like, okay then. Still not the weirdest <laughs> for the show. Constantina still takes that. Yeah. Next is the very bubbly Kelsey. She says, uh, she says, some people are born smart and some are born with looks who use them to get what they want. I guess I've done that more. I, I'm a great introduction. Yeah. I just know we meet Kelsey, hot Utah girl. Where yeah. Brett Mike's like, where like freaking Brett's like, oh, I like girls from, I like, I like Utah a lot. I don't know how to give you that. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Next I wrote here. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> next I wrote here. Oh, oh, next yeah. is the retired model with the young bucks pants, uh, the young bucks heel pants, Maria. 
Yeah, I just See those down black hot, pants he was wearing? Yeah, I just wrote down hot 40, 40 year old model Maria. Yeah, she's pretty. Not much to say on that. Next one. is the confident, sexy Farah. And I, I wrote that because I think she called herself that or Brett called her that. Really? Because I got like two ladies before Farah. Really? Far, yeah, because it's like we meet Marcia from Brazil. And then we also meet a lady named Mindy where she's like, oh, in a competition, I'm ready to go the distance. And like they made her come off as like hella like aggro competitive lady. Yeah, I thought. I thought she came later because I wrote. Really? Who would you say that was? I have Marcia and Mindy before Farah. <clears throat> oh, I thought that was later with Samantha. After Samantha? No. What the fuck is going on? Are you good? I think you missed two ladies. Well, because I have Farah, then I have the big boobed, tatted up Brit Britannia. Britannia? Next is Poison Fangirl, who says he didn't meet backstage because he was with Amber, a girl named Beverly. And then next would be Samantha. Yeah. And then we would then friggin' meet Taya. That's a penthouse model. I know. We're just like friggin' good. Then we wrote down, then like a lady from Hawaii, Gia. And now it's time for the road. So yeah, you missed two ladies. You meet the Brazilian lady who's actually like important to the plot of the story later in this episode, Marcia. And then we got Mindy, who doesn't really do much this episode. But friggin', yeah, no, she's Did you like, get the penthouse pet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, friggin', because like after those two, then it's like we meet. Oh, God damn it, where am I? Some lady. Oh, God, I'm fucked up right now. I don't think I got her you name either. You fucked me up. What did I do? So after Mindy, sorry, oh listeners. Some blonde. So we meet some blonde push-up boob lady named Farah, where she's like, I think Brett just goes like, oh, I." he just talks about how he noticed her boobs and stuff. And then we meet some total thirst trap tattoo lady as Brett at one moment is just stroking her like her like tattoo sleeve and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just like a total just like. I don't think that's an appropriate first meeting fashion, but the show doesn't really like have boundaries on appropriateism or whatever. And then Britannia, which I also wrote down, oh, Chi Chi is hooked up with this lady. What? Yeah. What'd you say? Chi Chi from Daisy of Love has hooked up with Britannia. What the fuck? Yeah, because I think they were both on I Love Money and stuff, and like they kind of <clears> hanged out <throat> after the show. God, this weird fucking incestuous Brett Michaels cinematic universe, bro. And then next we meet some lady from Atlanta that is a fangirl, Beverly, where she yeah, comments that's what I said. about this is Beverly. Yeah, where she comments about Amber, and I think we're back on pace. So who's after Beverly? Next is Samantha. Uh a really high energy lady who like gets literally cars. she's just like she's just dancing, jiving, <clears throat> and just like, hey Brett, how's your energy? And it's like Brett's like <coughs> Whoa, okay, okay, okay. Calm Who down. Who gets there. car sick? Then for some. Oh yeah, way- she's like, oh yeah, I get really car sick, and I hope I can sit in front of the bus. I'm like, roof. Next is a penthouse pet who I forgot to write her name, but I wrote here. She shows him her ass, and as she does, they well, play she- the fucking music from Space Odyssey when the primates find the monolith. Brown, 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 brown. I'm like, what the fuck? Because she's like, here's the thing from the previous two seasons, like some of the earlier ladies like show a little bit of skin. Yeah. Like usually halfway through the photo shoots, like ladies get a little bit more promiscuous and showing stuff. Right. And then free and we got Taya, who's the penthouse lady. Taya. Taya. T-A-Y-A. I almost worried it was just going to be T-Y-A. Where's it Taya? Is it Taya? I don't know. Is it Taya or Taya? We'll say Taya. That's a little bit sure. easier to say. We'll correct it when we watch the next episode and like 
she actually pronounces it. But she was a penthouse uh, friggin' pet. And she said she likes to model nude. That turns bread on. He wants her to show some goods, but she's like, I don't know. I don't want to show too much. She doesn't right want to do that right away. And then that was Space Odyssey. She shows her butt. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, look at that. She's showing her ass. Woo! Then from Honolulu, Gia, who whips her tits out. And did you watch this on YouTube? I watched this on Tubi TV. Because I watched this on YouTube, and uh, her breasts were uncensored. Really? Yeah. I fucking was watching on Tubi TV and I was like, holy fucking shit. I just like, because like usually it's like, all right, she's going to whip out her boobs and it's a censor. It's like, holy shit, they're not fucking censoring that. No, those are breasts. Yeah, dude. Raw tits. (laughs) (laughs) That'll put butts in seats. Yeah, I just wrote down, holy fuck, 2B TV did not censor the tits, or you watch an uncensored version of this, like, episode on YouTube. It's like, YouTube doesn't, like, not yeah, prevent the, you from Yeah, the tits? YouTube version was uncensored. They were uncensored swearing. Yeah, I watched it on 2B TV, because high definition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I pic- saw high definition freaking groupie tits from Honolulu, Hawaii, and her name was Gia. Oh man, I'm, I'm barely holding it together. So yeah, the pictures over. are over. No, we're done. We're yeah. done. I think for the most part. Brett tells them, "I got a show tonight, so you're all invited." So they break. There are the two buses, pink and blue. There's some comedy of the fact that most of these girls can't fit their suitcases. Yeah, and there's like someone like a, a pretty solid <clears throat> comments. Like it was like a stampede of stripper heels. And Big John, um, you know, first introduction in the Hall of Awesome, Big John. Big comes out and he goes, hey, hey, big on bottom, little on the top. So literally, for suitcases. And then when like, I think the lady, the black friggin' escort, like escort business yeah. lady. This was a stupid fight. Like literally, she's just like, all right, we need to like pull everything out and put things around because Nikki or freaking DJ Lady Tribe. Yes, DJ Lady <laughs> Tribe. What the fuck? She's just sitting there and it's like, friend. She's whacked out, bro. What the fucking bag was like? Oh my God, where's my Louis Vuitton bag? Wait, why is all my stuff out? And it's like, wait, where's my Louis Vuitton bag and he's like and like Natasha's like lady I'm trying to get all this shit organized so we can get on the road and stuff it's like where's my Louis Vuitton why is my shit out here you don't touch my shit like that yeah Natasha and she's like sitting there in her like talking and like bitch I'll throw fucking hands I'll throw fucking hands bitch I don't care so I wrote here yeah I was like fuck so I wrote here Natasha and Ashley are trying to fix this and Nikki is throwing the most unnecessary bitch fit in 2008 hey Louis Vuitton bag's a little (laughs) pricey no I get it but she's just like she's not even listening it's like I think she was whacked out or something she goes hey it touched my bags what the fuck who touched my bag don't touch my bags I'm like this chick is weird like she has a couple interview spots and she's just whacked so they're finally ready to go the The pink bus starts getting mad crunk like literally they like comment that the pink bus is predominantly blonde is predominantly blonde yes so and they were just getting hammered and in the narrative of the story Free, well, the narrative of the story. Yeah. Hold on, let me get my notes together. Well, the pink bus is blonde dominant and is a total party bus, yes. as they like comment. And the blue bus is a little bit more conservative. The ladies are more hanging out. And kinda. mostly brunettes. But whatever. Back on the pink bus, peeps are getting fucking hammered. Ashley drunk sings and starts trying to pick on Marcia, the Brazilian lady. And then Marcia just not like, I don't want to deal with your shit. She like pours beer on top of her dome. And then it's just like, from there, 
because they start yelling at each other becomes just party overload peeps are breaking down and in the narrative of the story this all happens in 10 minutes Ashley I'm says, like impossible this is too wild and they're like I can't handle this if I'm on the bus and this is what the fucking tour life is it's like no, yeah. you just can't control your like. You can't control your excitement right now. Yeah, I wrote here because at one point Ashley specifically says that she's gonna pick on Marcia because she's not blonde. Yeah, and, and then she starts making fun of the fact because Marcia is from Brazil, so she starts making fun of Marcia's limited English or her accent. Yeah, because she's got the Brazilian accent. And then yeah, like you said, Ashley tries to sing. Marcia pulls the beer, and already someone. Um, you know, one of the fake, one of the blonde ladies <laughs> who for co for context is a fake blonde hair with fake big tits says, I want to go home. I don't want to be here with these fake ass bitches. I just wrote here, bruh, bruh. And then it's like, we're like barely 10 minutes in and we got all this going. It's like impossible. I literally, whatever I, this, that's the narrative of the show. I literally wrote, I literally am digging myself at this point. I'm watching this. I'm just like, this is such a shit show. So on the opposite spectrum of the freaking Brett Michaels, like political friggin', uh, the political friggin', uh, square. Yeah. On the blue bus. Boring by comparison. Everyone's what? chilling. They're friendly. They're singing Kumbaya. And it's like, man, should we like start a fight or something? That's what someone says. Relaxing. Yeah. Should we like try to fight or? I'm like, we got two opposite spectrums. Yeah. There are two extremes going on right now. This isn't even yin and yang. This is like the pitchest of black and the whitest of white. It's crazy. At this point, I took a break and realized that this freaking episode was an hour long. Why? Yeah. I got to apologize. We should take a break so I can pee again. What the fuck? God. Okay. 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 We're back. Okay. I pissed. Okay. We took a nice break. Okay. Because this show fucking sucks. <laughs> we actually did take like a nice long break. Yeah, I feel refreshed. So they get to Brett's show. And we got Big John hyping up the crowd. Big John hyping us up like Oscar at our last show. He's like, are you guys ready for Brett Michaels? The rock and his rock and roll bus party tour. And I, and and I was I, like, they're playing at a fair, which I'm like, is that really a show? And I wrote, like, obviously fair shows. It's like, dude, Brett Michaels was about to play our like, I was saying, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we should have gone. No COVID restrictions. He had to cancel. Yeah. Well, no, not COVID. Like someone got COVID. It's someone like, on so, his like crew got COVID and they had to cancel. And I'm just like, I feel so horrible. God, these like rock of love like shows he's such a piece of shit. I'm sure he's. A really, <laughs> I'm sure there's a sense of him being really cool. I'm sure. But we've literally got the turd of the turd worse. I thought you were gonna and say. And when I heard he had to cancel for COVID, I chuckled and I felt bad that I chuckled. But there's still a part of me that's like, fuck Brett. Lol. I also wrote here that it sounds like they edited in girl. They edited in girls screaming in post edit. Like they added extra girl screams to make it seem like it to shows make it a little seem bit like, more popping than yeah, it is. Yeah. So they start playing, and then if I was seeing this show, I'd be pissed. The girls just go on stage and start dancing. Literally, yeah, they're just like on the stage and Brett's sitting there and is like, hey, come on, come on, get on the stage. Was rock and roll. And like the late uh, like these women are getting down to his freaking stage show. Yeah, some of them are falling all over. I like how the fact that Brett. I mean, he Brett tried to say that he wasn't 
that he did not see what there was going on. Like, but I, it's like you'd be shocked or surprised, but I have eyes on the back of my head. Really, with that fucking bandana <laughs> hiding your freaking girly hair. I wrote here. I find it funny that Brett looked like he was basically ignoring them. But then, so, yeah, no- we have Farah and Gia. Oh my God! So yeah, nothing really notable happened for a while. Like they're just enjoying the show. Like the ladies most likely got drinks. They're getting down. There's live music. Brett's hot, so they're trying to like, <laughs> oh, we like rock and roll. We're getting into it with his. Give bad us some fr- of that hard rock cock. Yeah, with his freaking bad music and stuff. <laughs> I don't know if he played any poison, but we- all there's no is that Farah and Gia. They're two steps away from having intercourse on the stage. Yeah, they start kissing. Making out. Farrah's getting down near Gia's freaking big lady, almost simulating, oh, I'm going to munch you out. Yeah, uh, I would say she's And then Gia whips out her tits. And then Taya says there's children in the crowd. And I'm like, bro, that's child abuse? Why are you bringing your child to a Brett Michaels show? When they got this filtered smut going on, which I doubt that happens on the regular, but well, I'm sure. Well, but I've yeah. never been to a Brett Michaels show. Maybe you just got fucking like just random like big boob bimbos just whipping out their tits on a stage. Well, actually, the area that our fair is in, that wouldn't surprise me if those kinds showed up. Wow, <laughs> would have showed up. So then they get off stage. Brett asks if they like the show. Then he takes them to the after party. I think at the Coyote Bar, but it's at a bar. And then I think it is the Coyote Bar. Yeah. Then there's a bunch of drinking and stuff. Some girls make out. But what happens here is, and I don't want to sound like a quote unquote liberal cuck snowflake or whatever, but um, then we get some like mild transphobia. So what happens is one of the blondes, Ashley, she starts a fight with Beverly because of her shoes. Yeah, because Beverly's wearing like cowboy boots, and she's well, she's wearing like. Cowboy work boots? Work boots, yeah. Like total farmer cowboy boots? And she thinks her shoes look weird. And then the top. Like everyone else is wearing fucking stripper stilettos. <laughs> so it was like, oh, she's out of place. And like, dude, Ashley's just a fucking shit starter, bro. Yeah, and then in the talking head. She just gets hammered and is like, you're not hot. <laughs> and then I'm the, gonna, like fucking you right here. And then in the talking head. I don't like your shoes. <laughs> and then in the talking head, she says that she thinks Beverly is a man and quote unquote. I don't think Brett wants to date a man. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? How come every season we have to have this shit where one of the women thinks one of the women's a man? Uh, like, I think she's like a man. Why would Brett want like a man? I don't know, because Brett looks like a girl? <laughs> Maybe he needs a man in his life. Maybe women... <laughs> Maybe women aren't... Is it helping him? Maybe his real rock love is a penis. <laughs> <coughs> Maybe for his rock of love, he needs some of that cock of love. Give me that. Tell me your sugar. Shu- shu- I'll be your sugar daddy. Oh. My cock of love. But whatever. Beverly is just like, I don't like dealing with her shit. So she like yeah. throws a cup at like, because like this is like five blonde ladies and they just start like being mean girls to just old poor Beverly who's yeah. just kind of hanging out because Ashley started shit. It's like, oh, we'll like gay up on. But then Ashley just like, you know, bites back. And she throws and like an st- empty yeah. cup. But it like, I guess it either was like near or hits Gia. And then Gia gets all pissed off. And then, like, fucking throwing a fucking cup at me. It's like, well, fuck you. Why are you fucking doing that? It's like, maybe I did throw a cup. What up? And then like, <sighs> yeah. she throws water at Beverly and Beverly was like, 
whatever skank. And yeah. she was like, oh, fuck you. Beverly was the one, by the way. I said there was one girl on the show I kind of liked. Beverly's the one I, I walked away she actually kind of liking. She kind of came normal, and she's yeah. trying to fight off this wackiness. So Brett finally shows up, and I wrote here his voice is all blown out because he's a geek. He's a geek, or this is his first show of the tour. Maybe I'm a feeling first time if it's like the first time you're singing and you're in energy. No, you're gonna blow your voice out. I thought they gave the implication this is mid tour because remember, three hundred. I'm out on the road and touring three hundred hey, days out of the year. Out of the, out of the fucking sixty five days, he actually takes a fucking break. Which you can split those like sixty five days up in individual weeks. So he takes a break, and I was like, ah, I'm back on the tour. Let's go. It's like fucking Motorhead tour all the fucking time. Like literally, yeah. they'll take like a week or two off. It's like, all right, back on the road. That'd probably be enough. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, these gals. And you can split sixty five days up if it's like seven days a week. You well, can yeah. Split how much the- is that? That's like, um, like roughly. That's uh, just under seven weeks. Uh, 65 days. Okay, so. well, seven times. To- All right, let's go on a simple well, seven map. times eight is 56. Okay. And he says he's out on the road 300 days a year. So if you do seven times nine, that's 63. Cl- that's so that's close enough because then we can round it up to five. And that yeah. for sure, you can get take nine weeks out of like the year to take a break. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I. And we're yeah. out of 12 months. So out of like a 12 months out of the year, if there's like he can take like nine weeks out for a break and stuff. So he can for sure take like um, so he could be touring like um, like two months on and then a week off and a month on and so on. You can math it out. Mm, we are really going into the math of like Brett's fucking tour schedule. Let's talk about Brett Rise to the Bar, which I finally figure out coyotes. Okay. So yeah, these gals are I wrote here, these gals and are Brett's got a really destroyed voice. Cause he's going hard, going I just has his thorns. I just wrote here. Or did he blow his voice going out? Come on! Come on, people, get on! Yeah, I'm Brett Michaels. Don't you guys like me? Yeah, he, he blew his voice out, putting more effort into the call and responses. Well, remember, remember, you might have. Remember, remember, you telling me uh, his vocal style again, going back to you know, decline Brett, two. He's just doing monotone. He's like, oh, every has this stones. His phones. I just wrote here because the gals all start going, going up to him. Uh, back to whatever the fuck like. Damn, I'm trying to like know a poison song, but I don't want to. Ain't nothing but, but a, a good, good time. time. How, How can, can I resist? resist? Yeah. Looking, yeah. I wrote here. I wrote because the gals go up all on him. I wrote here. These gals are whack, bro. Like the like the first group was whack. Was got a little nutty. Second group was in more ways, some ways tame, sometimes crazier. It was like the spectrum. This was shit's like, just trashy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they? They didn't say anything explicit. Like but first like, one got pretty trashy in the beginning, but this one was. This gets like this has some notable wild Didn't, moments. Like, did Gia like take a shot up her ass? No, check it. So freaking, I'll get there because like Nikki, we get a freaking voiceover Nikki where she's like, "Oh, I'm so horny. I've been dating a girl for like three or six months, and that didn't work out. I haven't seen a dude. I haven't had do action. Oh my god, I'm Brett's here. Oh, oh my god, I'm so horny." Oh, I'm so honey. <laughs> and then like there's a party and then a graphic pause where Brett says we cannot show what happens here. But and I like you like it literally was just like, OK, either Gia got a freaking because like these shot glasses were weird. 
these were like freaking like laboratory test tubes that was being served at this bar. Instead of like your normal shot glass, there were like laboratory test tubes. Yeah. So what I speculated was and was confirmed later in the episode during the eliminations is that Gia got a vag shot. I think she stuck the test tube in her freaking vagina and someone drank off that. And Brett's like, okay, well, this isn't safe for television. We're going to pause here and move forward. And I'm here and I'm just like, I feel sick. Like, like that actually made me a little nauseous. Visually, that's a little wild. And Jesus, and I don't know why I said Jesus. <laughs> Gia is a little wild. Yeah, the son, the, uh, the father, the father, the son, and the holy shot. And the holy shot. <laughs> Are you good, bro? No, I dropped my phone because when you told me what happened, so now I had to get it. Just, oh, fuck, dude. Well, while Edward gets himself, like, reoriented or organized up again, I don't have a good Fuck, I su- when I dropped it, I somehow opened Clash of Clans. Yeah, so while you open up Clash of Clans, I'll just discuss. Okay, here we go. One of the ladies, Heather, is walking yeah. away, and she runs into freaking one of the, like, the drink-spilled piles and eats mad shit. I, I felt so- bad, because she hasn't done anything bad yet, so she just tripped, and I'm like, And she's Aw. wearing stripper stilettos, too, so it's just like, bro. It's almost like those things are impractical. Well. But anyway... And so, then Melissa pulls yeah. Brett to the side and voices her concerns. It's she's the, the same, one, yeah. And she's the one that had a breakdown earlier on yeah. the bus. Yeah, so it's the same shit we see all the time. It's the whole, oh, I want you to know I'm here for you, blah, blah, blah. And well, he's like, I can't hang in this yeah, wild rock and roll he, environment. He's like, I appreciate it, whatever. But then this is the first fucking episode and they're already doing the whole, well, do you want me to let you go bullshit? And I'm like, this is episode one. And the, it's like I said, he's doing. He, Brett even says he's like, yeah, it's the first day, and she's already acting like she might not want to do it. And then so. she already gave me a ultimatum on the first night. A little bit of a, a little red flag. I'm there. like, bro. She. I'm like, dude. She. He probably doesn't even remember your name, lady. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. But then it's the next morning, and I guess they all slept on the bus. Total hell. I thought they got a hotel. But actually, the had beds. They had beds. So they all slept in the parking lot after a freaking night of freaking debaucherous drinking and one yeah. lady g- giving out vag shots. Ah, uh, shut up. Yeah, yo, who wants to get hammered off my pussy? I hate you. I hate you so goddamn much. So Brett... Uh, so Brett then talks to everybody. He dips out for the night, says see him tomorrow, you know, be on time, blah, blah, blah. They wake up the next morning and Big John gathers everyone. Yeah, he does a roll call. This was kind of weird because he calls them all out to the parking lot. He's like, he was like, Brett's at a photo shoot and we're going to go meet him. And then they all just go back on the bus. I'm like, well, here's the thing because they're doing a roll call and then Big John counts. Like, oh, oh we're God, missing yeah, someone. Right. And then Nikki pops out of nowhere. It's like, wait, did they sleep? No, I'm thinking it's like, wait, if they slept on the bus, what the fuck happened to Nikki? Did she sleep outside? Did she go somewhere? <laughs> Holy shit. You know what's funny? In a way... They painted her sketch, and she came off sketch. I'm going to be honest. In a lot of ways, I'm more intrigued by this cast than the other ones. Because the other ones, I was like, okay, cool. Some of the Rock of Love dudes, I was genuinely... uh, Daisy of Love dudes, I was genuinely curious about follow-up. And a couple from season one and two. But these ladies, I'm curious. I'm just like... Some of them, just like this Nikki gal or like Gia. I'm just like, who the fuck are you? DJ Lady Tribe. (laughs) 
dude, what a weird DJ name. Like, it's almost <laughs> sick, but it's tried. almost, like, funny. It's almost sick, but it's almost completely stupid. Like, yeah, dude. But yeah, weirdness. the other ones I was curious on, you know, but, but with these ladies, I'm just like, who the hell are you? Where the hell did you come from? And what the hell is wrong with you? So yeah, so they go to Brett's. So they go to the fucking Sheraton. They go to a Sheraton hotel, which like, okay, thank God. Like, I don't think these women can handle living a bus, living on a bus. Yeah, then, especially with all the <laughs> shit they brought. And half I'm like, of, please give them some space. And half of them start drinking, and then which gal was this? Was this Ashley? So that one of the gals are talking about the cliques now. Yeah, because there's three rooms, and now we got three factions. One is mostly blondes. They're all crazy partiers. Wake up, get hammered. Hey, rock and roll lifestyle. Come on, we have to just freaking party and go. Right? We always we always have to get on. And then next is we have us like the next faction is a couple blondes, maybe a mix of hair color. They're like, they party, but it's not their lifestyle. It's like, okay, hey, let's get some drinks. Let's enjoy ourselves. And the next one is the, the zombie co- girls. The zombie or conservative brunettes. Yeah. The ones that are like, we're on reality TV. There is consequences to our actions. <laughs> with uh, watch ourselves. The smart ones. Yes. And unfortunately, probably the first ones to go. So by the way, first ones. By the way, you missed the name that uh, What's Her Name gave for the first group, the mostly the blondes. She called them the Blondtourage. No, I got that earlier. Oh, I thought I didn't. I didn't well, think I got that, that later, I mean. But I remember them calling, we're the Blondtourage. It's like, well, you're all blondes. So the weird spiritual girl, Constantina. Um, well, here's the thing. Next was just fucking cuts and cuts of just them doing nonsense. Yeah. Like Constantina's spe- like yeah. belly dancing and like someone's like very intrigued with her. Because like she got the third eye. You see, this is why I liked from reviewing the Appalachian Mountains. This is why I liked reviewing Look at my hot, sexy belly dancing. <laughs> this is why I liked reviewing all those shitty movies because we didn't have to remember anyone's names. We could just be like, "Oh, there's Steven Seagal. Oh, there's DMX. Oh, there's the Geek. There's Anthony Anderson. There's Angry Boy. You know, there's Jet Li." But here it's like, "Oh God, there's there's Am- well, at least some of these are reoccurring names from other seasons." Don't but yeah. worry, they disappear as time goes on. <laughs> That's true. And it's a little bit more easier. So yeah, she's showing people her dance moves and shit. Marcia is throwing back drinks like a some bitch. Dude, she is slamming tequila. She's Brazilian. Marcia is the Brazilian lady, yeah. and she's like, "I love tequila." And in this hotel, there's tequila right there. There's tequila next to the bed. I go to the bathroom. There's tequila right there. <laughs> Slamming them tequila. She they edit it in a way to where she's got like a bottle here and a can here and like a bottle here, bottle there. She's like, bleh, bleh, yeah. Bleh, she's bleh. like, I love slamming tequila. And then like a minute, she's like, off to the bathroom, just vomiting. She pukes so hard. Oh my god! But this, this next part was funny. So Brett shows up, and then one of the blondes throws himself on him because you know because and her idea is the ones that don't get thrown off first. Then Marcia comes out. And kisses and makes out with Brett Michaels and her puke lips. She is like, I have a present for you. And she brings like a Dorito, and then like Brett just sit there is like, oh, that was a hot, sexy kiss. It was a taste of Doritos, tequila, and then some other thing I couldn't put my mind on it that I like I feel like I've tasted before. Yeah, I know. See, he he's like got he's like having zingers this episode. What I the wrote, fuck? I wrote here, I'm grossed out. But highly entertained. <laughs> and yeah, she's one of the ladies in the back just randomly yelled Doritos, you know, because she had the Dorito. 
So then Brett then well I have next is that Brett pulls Beverly to the side. I don't know. Yeah, she um well yeah, so he tells him eliminations are tonight. Um I love how low budget this is, by the way. Like first season was at the house, second season was like this big pool party, and this one's in a hotel suite. Okay. <laughs> he so he calls Beverly aside. It's it's like going to WWE and then you start you go to your local indie promotion. Like at the what is what did Vendetta Pro Wrestling around here go to the Regency Hotel, but they called it like the Regency Ballroom. Well, I think that it was like a, technically it was a ballroom that you rent out for your own personal parties oh, or your yeah. shitty fucking wrestling events. <laughs> oh God, low level local indie wrestling. I miss it. I do miss it, but I got ruined on it because we started going to PWG. So now and, and, like, all the wrestling got, got the ruined top, for we me. We got the top tier talent, but hey, next time we go to like another low level indie event, we can just laugh. Because that's what sometimes the charms. You know, it's rare to see yeah. really bad wrestling. Yes. On like an amateurist level. And it's, you can almost like, you know what you can take away from that. I feel wrestling bad. has gotten too good. Yes. So I feel bad laughing at bad wrestlers because even bad wrestlers are better than oh, we are. I, sorry, listeners. We're de- 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 uh, deviating. De- yeah, what you said from the freaking podcast. But I remember... I sh- like shared the friggin' from Unforgiven 2001 Undertaker and Kane versus Chronic. <laughs> yeah, that's I hear right. it's like infamous bad match, and I'm watching it. It's like it's like sloppy and clunky, but it's like funny and hilarious. And like, yeah, like friggin' Crush gets friggin' gassed. <laughs> I'd like to think that match wasn't Taker and Kane. Yeah, fault. but it didn't seem too bad. Like, there's like moments where I could see it. Like, maybe in ring, it's a little like it might be Keep awkward mind, for them. But yeah. for me, it's like. I think I've seen worse and way worse like bad wrestling and this is just like at least it's like a fight going on and there's times yeah. just like big dudes clunk around but the best is where you get Undertaker just yelling Bead! Bead! And then he does like and then like freaking like he tries to have freaking Adam Bomb or Mortis I can't remember his name. I thought it was Mortis. Yeah freaking Mortis he tries to have him do a cutoff and then he does an awkward freaking like um he does an awkward move, and Undertaker doesn't kn- know what to do. He does a delayed fucking, like, sell with it, and then you just hear him yelling, Fuck! <laughs> Didn't you link that in our group chat yes. yesterday? It was like, it's so good. It's mostly just around the end, where, like, things yeah, get yeah. really fucked up, too. What, what's, like, the, what's the time stamp where he yells, fuck? It's, it's like the last two, it's like the last three minutes of the, like, match. Because okay. literally, he yells out, fuck, and then he's like, they just take it home. Yeah. From there. Sorry, I haven't but seen un- that match in a long time. Hey, hungry, hey, angry Undertaker is way better than fucking Bret Michaels. <laughs> True. So, yeah, he pulls Beverly aside. Um... Yeah, this is where I wrote. I like her. She, you know, she's got a nice personality. She's cute. She seems like she's in a much better headspace. He opens up. To, he opens up with this by saying, by telling Beverly, "I could tell last night you were really enjoying the show." And I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of nice that he knows that." But then he says, "I could tell you really knew the lyrics and that you knew my solo stuff. That means a lot." <laughs> wow. <laughs> I sighed. I'm laughing right now, but at the time, I just sighed and I'm like. I bet it did, Brett. I bet it did. So she talks about how she went to a poison concert with her ex. And of all fucking things in season three, we get a fucking Christy Joe. We get Christy Joe's shade because she says, but don't worry, I'm not like randomly going to be the one that's still. Yeah, because Beverly like said that she was she had a husband and like so it's past tense. But it's like, yeah, no, we're not still together. And it's like, oh, Christy Joe. It's like, 
Well, in the Rock of Love lore, like there was a Christy Joe who was still like married to like someone and yeah. That caused confusion on the show and that was only a real selling drama point yeah. for most of season 2 and eventually when she left then they like deviated to like Daisy's wackiness. Yeah. So, anyway, she went to a Poison concert and Brett said and she tells Brett uh, uh that he was her free pass. Free pass, by the way, is a list that um, some folks have with their spouses where it's like you can have sex with this person should the opportunity arise. It's mostly reserved for famous people. She says Brett was the only one on her list for a while. Then, like, Ed Norton was second. No, she says, yeah, Ed Norton from American History X. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, like, Ed Norton has has had other movies, but why you mention American History History X? X. Where's the fucking neo-Nazi curb-stomping fucking people? And it's like, yeah, he was, like, big and ripped in that movie, but... But? He was a fucking neo-Nazi, so it's like, what? (laughs) That's a little concerning. <laughs> hey, maybe she found romance at the QAnon conference just down the road of her lo- local town. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, but maybe. There's some charming bodybuilder QAnon con- like QAnon members that are there that are total Antifa smashers. That's ch- Maybe that's what she likes. She needs a big, strong Antifa smasher. That's right. Oh, my God. Fuck you, you pedophile children eaters. <laughs> And Antifa, this is the body that will destroy all that Antifa. Well, that's what the QAnon like talks about sometimes. Oh well, yeah, they talk about like they're just on like that freaking next level stuff. But it's like we're here to like like here to on the good side of the battle of good and evil. As like you know, there's like thing where like high level people are fucking pedophiles, <laughs> which I can pseudo believe on that one. Yeah, yeah. But let's not go there. So anyway, Beverly. So Brett says when Beverly tells him that she that he was at the top of her free pass list, he says that's the most romantic thing he's ever heard. As like cheesy romantic string music swells up and plays, and yeah. Then he mentions she's kind of a tomboy, and she's like she's hot, but I feel like she could kick my ass. Well, I don't think that's hard to do. Yeah, I've seen you like. Freaking do your kickboxing on your kickboxing exercises. Sorry, freaking Taibo. I don't know how much Taibo can really teach you how to fight. Good fitness program, though. Good fitness program, but I don't think it's an actual combat. <laughs> yeah. So then Brett talks to Brittany, or Brittany does her. No, because after Beverly, they're outside the like, yeah. room and stuff. And then, like, Brittany, the for, the porn star lady, just like talk, want, starts talking to him and stuff. Because, like, that's what the thing, like, all these ladies gotta pull Brett to the side and quickly, like, talk to him. But she does, like, a fucking Shark Tank proposal on him. I accidentally. So, Brett, <laughs> if you would date me. And you allow me to give me this much money for like 20%. I'll let you have my titties. <laughs> I accidentally everyone say I accidentally wrote Britney's name here as Britain Wet. Britain Wet? She yeah. might be wet for Brett. <laughs> uh but yeah, Britney, she t- t- <sighs> He fucking dabbed audience. <laughs> So Brittany talks to Brett. She asked, she asked some questions too. She's like, well, what are you really looking for? Why don't you think he found it? And then he fucking says, uh, he fucking says, I think he says it's in a talking head, but he says, I think my downside is I'm really passionate about what I do. And I said, I said, sure. Yeah, that's the problem. You care too much, Brett Michaels. 
You care too much. So Britain Wet is talking to him, <laughs> saying how she gets that passion and she thinks she's someone worth but then, getting to know. She's trying to do the sales pitch, but fucking Marcia comes up, completely bombs their combo. It's kind of funny. Yeah. And then the fucking five blondes just appear around Brett oh and scuttle him away. It was like, dude, that's a little overwhelming. This is what you thought Paul Stanley in his room was in Decline 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking, and then it's the Blontourage dun, yeah. dun, 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 as they talk to Brett and Brett questions them if they're just a bunch of party goons, basically. Yeah. Like, there's specifics, but Larry is like, okay. Are, are you guys really? just here to party? Because that's what it seems like. You guys are raging hard. And they never really give him an answer. They just give him a five-way kiss. Yeah, and I'm just like, forget it. Okay. Hey, Brett's going to milk the beginning of the friggin' thing until he's like over it. It's like, all right, I got to start eliminating people. But then we get... So, party so goons. Brett, yeah, so he's, he's in the chill room with the zombies. The zombies. He's talking to a lady named Samantha, but then he kisses Maria's belly. But yeah. Samantha gets cringe. It's like... I'm trying to talk to you. Just off kissing this like sexy model lady's body and I don't, belly. And, and I don't mean to be that guy, but without her permission, I mean she seemed to like it. But yeah, he just she just chose, I like she's to believe. A, I like to believe in this environment. A lot of Brett's actions kind of are almost consensual for the most part. Yeah, and again, I don't want to. This is 2007. It's not that long ago, but it's long ago enough, you know. Long ago enough. But then Marcia <sighs> drunk shenanigans. Oh my god! So yeah, we get this crazy series of scenes. Because yeah, you go. Well, totally your crazy serious scenes. Just of Marcia being just a crazy partier, like her, and then her and Ashley start fighting again. And here's the thing: Marcia and Ashley were the ones beefing on the bus, where Ashley started shit on her about her accent. Yeah, and then she threw beer on her. Now Marcia's all hammered and drunk, and she's beefing with Ashley. So Ashley just straight uh, like comes up, starts throwing chips at her, and dumps a bunch of beer over here. And then Marcia, watching her new generation era WWE. Channels nails the escape convict. His finishing move, where he takes his hands, tries to wrap around. She straight up chokes her. Yeah, monster choke. Not like a fucking sick rear naked yeah, choke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like comes up, monster chokes. He's like, ah, fuck you, bitch. Ah, Before all this stuff. <laughs> He's strangling his microphone, by the way. Ah! By the way, before this, we Fuck got... Fuck you, you blonde bimbo! By the way, before this, we got my... How dare you spill beer! <laughs> Precious beer! By the way, before this, uh, we got maybe my favorite piece of dialogue ever said in the history of the show. Ashley says, All of a sudden, Marcia just started throwing chips in my face. I'm not going to stand here and let this bitch throw chips in my face. Just like that. And then Marcia, I'm not going to stand here and let this bitch throw chips in my face. And then after uh, some chip throwing and some beer pouring on Marcia, Marcia Witten choked freaking, tried to choke Ashley. Ah! <laughs> so then this was some bullshit. So Brett comes in. Well, security and then Brett. Yeah. Ashley. And then Ashley puts all the blame on fucking Marcia. And Brett seems to like completely Bro, believe her. Have you met Ashley? Mm. Her like introduction comes off as. Well, I'm gonna start shit. I don't like you. And then, like, they bite back. And like, How dare you? Why are you being so mean to me? But this doesn't even seem like a nefarious schemer, like how Lacey no, was. This is just her being a bitch. Yeah, no, she's just being a bitch by just having a mean nature. 
This is where the astrology people are like, oh my God, she must be such a Pisces. Oh yeah, so then Brett pulls Ashley off to the side to, you know, uh, de-escalate the situation and figure out who's at fault here. And Marcy is like, fuck this, I'm out. She starts packing the go, but Brett convinces her to stay. It's like, oh, come on, come on, baby, please don't go. Come on, what are you doing? It's like, no, fuck you, go fuck away. It's like, oh. She literally says at one point, I thought she said this, I don't give a fuck about your party, Brett. And I'm like, dude, oh, She's just like saying nope to Brett, <laughs> and it's great. But then he pulls fucking Ashley aside, and, he, and she starts to, the waterworks. And Brett literally tells her, "Don't worry, I'll protect you." <laughs> oh, Brett. Yeah, because she explains about the chip throwing, and then her pouring beer, and then like obviously there was like a she brought the fact that she was being fucking racist. Yeah, just being a mean person in general. But yeah, they kiss and go like. He, I think at this, yeah, they kiss and go. Yeah. And then Brett brings them together and he lays down ground rules. And oh stuff. my God. I, I don't know why. I just thought this was funny. He, sa- <laughs> he says, Brett showing authority, he laying sa- down the law, <laughs> being responsible. He says, listen, I don't need you all to like each other. I definitely don't need you to love each other, but you cannot fight. And I'm just like, okay. Potassium. Okay, dude. Oxygen, right, pot- dude. oxygen, potassium. So, you know, I said oxygen, potassium, because on the periodic table, oxygen is O and potassium is K. Okay. It's a smart people joke. <laughs> so, yeah, now it's eliminations. They're in a f- fucking theater. Yeah. I, I, was this still in the hotel? I don't know. Does it matter? Whatever. They well, set no. up eliminations in a theater as like. Brett is walking down all the seat aisles. It's like a fucking mile walk. No, no, it was in an well, assembly. Some big assembly place. Assembly theater place. You yeah. know what? If you were to describe it. Yeah. Okay, then. It's eliminations. And Brett's talking, but he realizes... He, he there says, we're on tour, so we kind of have to make this kind of quick. Yeah. So, Which I was happy about. I wrote down, all right, orders of limit, like passes, and then it's like, oh, wait, never mind. So he calls out seven names. Yeah, he names off um, Marcy, Heather, Stephanie, Gia, Nikki, Brittany, and then Marcia. And he says, he says, um, for the other 13, he says, um, you guys all got passes. You yeah. guys rock my world. You've I- rocked my world. Go to Big John and get some passes. And they're just like, woo, yeah. Gonna go party with Brad. I kind of feel like this is actually a better way to do elimination, at least when the group is still big. I'm surprised this ate up an hour. This yeah. episode was an hour. Yeah. It, it it felt like it, but it also didn't. I kind of hope all the episodes feel it like It literally this. is like, all right, we got to cut down eliminations. Either it's a creative way, but obviously now with the seven ladies, he's got two passes remaining because I thought they were all being dumped right there. Yeah. Yo, what's up? No, I, I was just making sure I didn't step on that. But yeah, no, I kind of hope all the episodes are like this, where it's not like the old seasons no, where I he's had to pause like it. every two minutes. He's going to milk the eliminations next time. <sighs> yeah, no. Right. So yeah, he's going to eliminate five of the seven remaining girls. Yeah, there's like two of them are going to get passes. You want to just cut to the chase? Well, here is the thing. He dramatized it, obviously. That's right. I didn't get much of this because I didn't well, know if you were cared about it at all. It's basically what he says is broken up to like three things. He's got um, ladies that either... Didn't really take the time to talk to him, so he couldn't. He didn't really get to know, and basically no connection and no drive. Then there's a the thing of they're really wild, 
and they party too hard. Like they're not grounded enough for Brett. And then there's Brittany because she was a porn star and he's a little uh, self-conscious about her past. Yeah, because he's a fucking idiot. So, yeah. Marcio, the drunk Brazilian, gets a pass. I mean, that's good in the sense that it wasn't her fault that that shit started, but he was. she was literally doing all the things. She that, literally was trying to choke. Ah, fuck you, Ashley. Ah. And like I said, there's that shot. She's just like, going, glug, glug, glug. it looks like she, it, look, it looks like she's, de- it, she was kind of like, you ever see a porn star like suck two dicks side by side? That was her with the bottles. Yep. That was the only analogy I could think of. Um, but yeah, saves her. And then the other girl he saves is fucking Brittany. The porn star. The porn star. Hey, Brittany came off a really nice No, lady. no, no. That's not my problem. She's sh- fine. But he literally said, people that party too much generally get to know, and Brittany, you're a porn star and I'm self-conscious. So he saves the hard partying Brazilian who he barely talked to. Except for the time in the hotel room. And then the porn star. It just felt contradictory. Hey, at least there's characters we knew about them. Because it's like all the other ladies that isn't Gia or DJ Lady Tribe. (laughs) Which those two were fucking messes. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, which DJ Lady Tribe was Nikki. Yeah. Who looked like Daisy. Yes. But a very whacked out version of Daisy. Even more whacked out. Like literally is like, okay, she was just sketch. Yeah. And all the other ladies were just... Vanilla. Yes. Not much to them. Literally vanilla. Yeah. So then, Brittany like heads off. Either the ladies, and Brett then goes on. It's like, hey, either the ladies, you weren't either opening up to me, and you just seemed like you were just kind of here for TV and party times, or you were just partying too hard, and you need to be really grounded, and you are too wild for me in the show, and the safety of this cast. So then it's like, they tell everyone to clear the set. As Brett and Big John walk off, and the limb girls are pretty, all the elimination girls are pretty devastated. Especially who was it, Nikki? Yeah, DJ Lady Tribe. <laughs> she was just on the ground in her fucking like bikini onesie. Yeah, they showed like and like stain- say, during like elimination, she just kept on like pushing her breasts and doing seducto dances to Brett, while all the other ladies are just trying to chill there, trying to hope that their fate isn't sealed yeah. from getting kicked off the show. She's just like. DJ Lady Tribe won't get her man. <laughs> then DJ Lady Tribe didn't get her man. I'm surprised they gave her a talking head. Yeah, she was an interesting character. I guess. And then, yeah, she's just like devastated. And then when you see a lot of the staff and then Brett, he sends us off. He just says, I got some groupies. I got some models or just just like lists. I got conservative girls and I really don't know what I want. But you know what? Hopefully I figure out this season. I'm Rock Love Bus. It's really funny, too, because... Like at the end, Nikki's like cradled, like just sitting on the floor, laying against the stage, crying. And like they show stagehands calling, like, cut, cut, everyone get off the set. And they're like tearing down. And she's like just sitting there. And they're like, please vacate the set. And she just won't fucking leave. Yeah, it's pretty awkward. Yeah. But yeah, that was Rock of Love. Rock of Love bus. How many more episodes do we have? Nine? Eleven? Fuck. Something like that? Well, the other ones were like, what, 12? Something? Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was the first episode. How's it feel to be back? You know what? I don't feel like I'm hating you as much at, for making me come back as much as I was when we jumped right in the season two. So yeah, that was pretty horrible. So that's good. <laughs> and yeah, these ladies look pretty wild, but they almost look the same too. 
Yeah. Really like huge fucking fake tits, a lot of tattoos, and really heavy makeup. And yeah, a lot of them are blonde too. It's kind of not not really a diverse cast and stuff. Fuck, this is 13 episodes. Ah. Well, is one a season recap? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so there's really only 12, but we're going to do the recap anyway. Yo, know that freaking Rock of VH1 game, son. You got to know how the concept is. Why you be tripping, not understanding the game? This game, this show makes me trip. Better than that? All right. Homie. Fuck. We'll be back soon with episode two of Rock of Love. We will be also listening to GNR's User Illusion Part One. Part One. Wait, were those like, was that really, was both the part? Both parts of Use Your Illusion come out the same year? Or? No, the, the, I, th- I, th- I think they were released at the same time. Um, I'm going to look it up right Or maybe they released like a day apart. I'm, I'm going to look right now, though. Well, don't worry, listeners. We're on that Glam Daddy binge because we'll be back with Use Your Illusion Part 1 of Guns N' Roses and then Episode 2 of Rock of Love Bus. This was the Doctor Death Danger radio show with your host, James and Edward. Have a good one. Yeah, they both came out the same year, same day. Adios. Adios.